All right, Gracious Losers Podcast episode... Oh, God, what episode is this? <laughs> I think Maybe it's 11. We, it's so many, I, I can't even 11. count this high. And I'm sorry uh, if it's not 11. I think it's 11. I think it's 11. Well. I think it's, yeah, it's 11. Who knows? I, it, maybe you know. Uh, anyway, uh, Gracious Losers Podcast, episode 11, right? That's right. Right. I'm Paul. I'm Casey. And we're joined today with our first guest ever on the pod. Uh, it's our friend Brandon Niles, who is a co-host of the Two Guys podcast, which has significantly more listeners than we have right now. One day we had strive to be Brandon and Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, sure. talk a little bit about yourself. Oh, thanks so much for having me, guys. And I think I speak for everyone when I say we all aspire to be Dwayne. Dwayne is a very special <laughs> human being. Uh, not so many aspirations on this side of the microphone, but we all aspire to be Dwayne. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be. I've been listening to Gracious Losers. I've been excited to hear you guys talk, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So thanks. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Take a big sip of beer there. <laughs> of um, course. So, yeah, yeah. like we do every week, let's talk about what we're drinking. Case, head us off. Uh, well, I had an Ancestry Glory Haze Imperial IPA. I haven't had much Ancestry, uh, and it was just pretty tasty. It was a little different, but um, I it was kind of funky. It was a little funky, but but after a few tastes, it was it kind of mellowed out, and I and I enjoyed it. And right now, I'm drinking a Sun River Brewing Limited Release uh, Hawaiian Haze Hazy IPA with fruit. I've had a few of these, and they're all really good. This one's no exception. It's a, a bit tropical. It's a little sweet for me, but it's it's still it's a, a nice great color. It has a great color. It's like yeah, a looks very pineapple. Yeah, very. It's well, it's a Hawaiian haze, so I'm sure there's a little pineapple in there. Well played. Yeah. What about you? Well played. Uh, I started off the night with uh, Fort George Fields of Green. Uh, it's the the Michael sure. version or the Michael. Uh, yeah. Michael. Maybe it's the Russian version. Uh, it's good. It's a hazy IPA. It's an imperial. It's uh, I think it's an imperial at least. It tastes like an imperial. It probably is. It's probably it's, like 8%. Uh, it tastes pretty boozy. It's pretty good. Um, and then Casey was so kind to share the Fort George Three Way IPA, which is the uh, the third hop uh, prominent hop release. Sure. Which is the cashmere. Cashmere. Uh, which only the finest for our guest only Brandon finest, here. Yes. Only the finest which cashmere. Of Seinfeld. Um, cashmere George. Anyway, sorry. sorry. It's a great impression. It's a great impression. Good. It's good. Uh, and, and like all the three ways, they're great. Brandon, do you have anything you want to say about the beer? It's really good. It's my first time trying for George. I've been hearing you guys talk about it. I'm excited to try it out. I like that it's called cashmere, that uh-huh. that's like the, the thing about it. I've never had textile beer, and i got to say it's fantastic. Yeah, good. Textile yeah. beer is the best beer. Yeah. Um, so in, in case anyone out there is listening from Matchless Brewing, I had some, um, I wouldn't say unkind things to say a couple episodes ago no, about no. Matchless, but but I had a beer of theirs that that disappointed me. I mean, we'll call it what it is, you know, call a spade a spade. I remember sure. when you turned the mic off, Paul, you said specifically <laughs> terrible things about their family. Like, I, you know, I, I may Mr. have had Mrs. a couple Matchless. of beers. Oh, I may have had I'm a couple sorry. of beers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Matchless, I didn't mean to talk about your kids that way. Uh, but, uh, so I do have a Matchless beer uh, in the cooler here. Uh, that I'm going to have it a little bit later. Uh, it is a hazy IPA. It's called the 11th Hour. Um, and Casey has recommended that it's, oh, a, it's, an it's a good beer. Yeah. I haven't looked to see if I've ever even had it before. Um, I may have, but uh, I will I will give you a review when I get there, Matchless. Um, I'm sure they're not too broken up by a I, bad review I'm pretty sure they're not listening to yeah, us I, right now. <laughs> that too. <So. laughs> that too. So, uh, so we have uh, we have Brandon on today because Brandon is a a writer for Four for Four, which is a prominent <clears throat> fantasy football publication on the interwebs. Um, tell us a little bit about what uh, what you write, Brandon. 
Yeah, thanks. I, I write a bunch of different articles. I do player profiles. What I do a lot of at 4 for 4, and that's the number 4, F-O-R-4.com, I do the Discuss Your Team forum, so I interact with members, answer lineup questions, things of that sort. Uh, right now, we have the Perfect Draft series going on, which I do quite a bit of, so I've got four different articles there. It's a fun, popular thing. It's a, a great side I've been writing for for over 10 years, and I, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good content, really good tweets from everyone on the staff mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, high praise from there. Uh, Brandon also, for a very uh, short period, was picked up as some of his articles for Sports Illustrated. So there's some cred here. So we don't just have this nice <laughs> scrub off the street. <laughs> this guy's got some serious cred for for four and Sports Illustrated. So. Very brief. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, d you did finish below Casey in our fantasy football league. It's true. Year, but, it's true. It's true. But. I, I I'm still making that team my own. I, that's my yeah. that's my that's also my story. True. I'm sticking to it. I mean, you did a, you did take an undefeated team that won a championship and turned it into a loser. <laughs> that's so. true. <laughs> that, Some yeah. details. That details. the team wasn't that good to be. That was a lot of luck. It's history. Opinion. History it's, doesn't it's matter. History. <laughs> we're looking forward, not back. Yeah, the rear yeah. view is bullshit. So go. here we go. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about fantasy football. So. Um, what we decided we were going to do was, instead of trying to break down a whole lot of information that's going to be more than people want to try to listen to and absorb, we thought we would talk about, um, I mean, we talk about it different ways. I say boom, bust. You say buy low, sell high. Sure. Um, I don't know how your terminology works on this, Brandon, but we're going to talk uh, primarily about dynasty leagues rather than uh, redraft leagues. Some of the stuff kind of bleeds over. Sure. And maybe we'll specify that as we talk about a player like. Yeah, Play, we have, maybe more dynasty rookies, whatever, whatnot. Absolutely, and yeah. we have a handful of questions that we're going to intertwine that we got from listeners um, that will intertwine through this. So I think, um, I think we're going to start with quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterbacks is quarterbacks are uh, arguably one of the lesser important positions on a dynasty roster, depending on the scoring system, because running backs and receivers get the hype. That's right. Right. Yeah. Um, but quarterbacks can really make or break a team. I won a championship one year with Matthew Stafford as my quarterback. Mm -hmm. Generally not thought of as an elite quarterback. One of mm -hmm. my quarterbacks now in a league is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, not winning championships. So, I mean, th there you go. You never know. Sure. You never yeah. know. Um, so, I, I came up with three booms, three busts here. I don't know how you want to – if you want to start, Casey, with some guys that you think are, are some buy-low candidates. Yeah. Um... The, the one of the main ones is Carson Wentz for me as a buy low, uh, okay. Because I feel like he had a couple, he had a big year and then he got hurt, um, and I feel like he's really being slept on as a player. Uh, I I feel like he's been great as a quarterback and people have kind of forgotten how well he had done. Uh, the things he really needs to clean up is protecting himself when he's running the ball. It's uh, horrible because it. because yeah. he runs he run he get he you know he has he's mobile for a big quarterback. Uh, but he just takes the biggest hits. He doesn't get down fast enough. Uh, so if he doesn't do that, then I understand why you wouldn't, wouldn't want to buy the guy in the Dynasty League. But um, I have to imagine him being the age he is, that hopefully he's smart enough to know to push his career any longer than it is, he's going he's gonna to need to be a lot smarter about um, taking, taking a slide earlier. Uh, and I think with the talent he has, he's a guy that a lot of people are sleeping on. So that's that's okay. my main buy low for quarterback wise. Because um, because when he first came out, he was being talked about as like a top three quarterback, uh, and he put up the stats his first season, and then he got hurt. So okay, well I'm, I I mentioned him really briefly earlier, but I think Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a yeah. Problem. So Aaron Rodgers has had some hit injury history this last couple of years. Yeah, I think he's finally healthy. 
Sure. Like you said, everything cleaned up. I think we have a new a new regime without Mike McCarthy, who yeah. was who one of the worst play that, callers in yeah. recent history. And they were butting heads big time. They were butting heads big time. He was audibling out. Plays, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I'm not, I'm not sold that Matt LaFleur necessarily is the answer mm-hmm. as a head coach uh, or as a play caller. But he might defer to a guy like, like Rodgers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rodgers also has a lot of weapons around him. Um, yeah. I think Devontae Adams is an elite receiver. I don't think he gets nearly enough hype as he deserves. I think that uh, you're going to see a rebound year out of Jimmy Graham. Not, not Saints level by mm-hmm. any means, but I think yeah. that it'll make the tight end more relevant than it has been in previous in years Bay, in yeah. Green Bay. In a while. Um, he has arguably the best left tackle in football, mm-hmm. um, protecting his blind side. I, really, I think that the Green Bay, I mean, we talked about this when we did our NFC preview. I think Green Bay wins the North. Yeah. You I wonder a little bit about their second, third receivers. I mean, who's going to step forward? I think they're going to. Ice is going to step forward, or well, Geronimo Allison, or uh, I do. I don't want to spoil the rest of the podcast. Fair enough. So let's so we won't let's jump talk right about that when we talk about that. Sure. sure. But yeah, I do, I do think I think if Allison's healthy, they have they have three very good receivers. Sure. Um, for him to throw to. So, yeah. Brandon, who do you got? You know what I'm talking about? So, first thing, talking quarterbacks, right? Like boom bust or even buy low, sell high kind of thing is is really. It's the only position where that's not really the most apt way to describe it, right? Because all right. the quarterbacks are pretty good. A bust is somebody who doesn't win a starting job nowadays. Sure. Yeah, I was absolutely. Looking, you know, I was looking at the different statistics that you find with the quarterbacks recently. And just to throw a couple out, like last season, 12 players threw for more than 4,000 yards, right? Which is insane. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, in 2008, six. In yeah. 1998, yeah. two. Yeah. Dan Marino had six 4,000-yard seasons over his 17-year career. Yeah. This is one of the most prolific passers mm-hmm. in the history of the game. Eli Manning has seven. Kirk Cousins just finished his fourth. Yeah. So yeah. we're in a we're in a kind of a golden era of quarterback. So yeah. unless you're in a super flex league, which uh, many people are, it's a very popular thing, or a two quarterback league, the quarterback position is just something that's straight up. A bust is someone you spend more than a sixth round pick. Sure. It's just the yeah. way it goes, yeah. even in a dynasty league. Um, so the guys I'm buying is, and this doesn't isn't necessarily a knock on any of the guys that are getting drafted high. It just means I'm not investing in it. I'm buying Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff yeah. Yeah. looks like a perennial 4,000-yard passer, looks like someone's going to be 25 to 35 touchdowns every year, mm-hmm. and he's available whenever you want him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. he's the guy I'm Absolutely. buying. And then if I'm looking, just to throw one more out there, uh, Jameis Winston, I'm buying him. A lot of people are off him because he's so turnover prone. Yeah. He struggled a lot. He's in a contract year, so we don't know what the future holds I for him. I have him on my, my boom list. Yeah, but he's yeah. a... He's available in the tenth round of redrafts, dynasty leagues. He's available even yeah. later than that. Yeah, and right now, and you, and you know what you might get if he puts it all together. He's he could be absolutely. a really amazing quarterback. And it's a great marriage for weapons and coaching. He's sure, got a great yeah. set of receivers. And Bruce Arians likes to chuck the ball downfield. Jameis Winston likes to chuck the ball downfield. So those are the two guys I'm targeting in pretty much all league formats. Yeah, sure, good. I like it. I, I have one more on my boom list. I don't know if you have any more you want to talk about. Uh, I, I was the rookies this year. I'm kind of talking about only because they were so hyped up at the start. And I'm talking dynasty, not redraft. But yeah, yeah. there's both of but uh, Murray especially and a little bit Haskins were both pretty hyped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think they can both be pretty great weapons. Um, yeah, so those those two I would be buying because because Murray's had a pretty rough preseason. You know. Um, Teams and 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 fantasy football players are uh, they get they invest a little too much in the preseason sometimes and I I've Absolutely. been guilty I've been guilty of that I'm myself. I'm guilty to Preston Williams. Yes, man. I, Preston, I'm Preston. I am one hundred on the Preston Williams bandwagon. I fully fully. I know I'm I know fully, I'm wrong. I'm still yes. I'm so still doing I, it. I, I know I'm too, wrong. Full disclosure: uh, while I was on vacation, Casey sent me a message and said. 
I, I'm we, in, we were, man. I don't we care. were, we were. Yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but yeah. you said also like just FYI, I'm buying the Preston Williams hype, and I was I like, care. I think my response was like, yeah, me too, bud, and then I was like. Who the fuck is Preston Williams? <laughs> so I had to Google him and be like, Oh yeah, okay, I, I, oh, I vaguely remember hearing about yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'll, I'm sure I'll eat that one, but I don't care. Doesn't matter. Um, the other guy <laughs> on my my uh, my boom list is Derek Carr, and I never thought I'd say this, but I think oh. Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr's gonna have a really good year. Okay. Um, I think that year two under Gruden is gonna help him. I think that if Antonio Brown plays <laughs> yeah. this year and yeah. plays well, he has the best target he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Tyrell yeah, Williams, I'm not high on, but you know what? Someone's got to be on the opposite side, and he's if, produced in San Diego. Absolutely, in San Diego. When when other receivers have been down, he's he's played pretty well. Rivers Rivers trusted him for absolutely, a year or two. and I think I think Derek Carr is a better leader than people give him credit for. Sure, and I think that with Josh Jacobs there, who I think is going to be a really good running back, I, I think Derek Carr ends up having. It's not going to be an amazing statistical year. Yeah, because I don't think Gruden's going to throw the ball enough with enough yardage to make it a massive year. Because Gruden doesn't really, he runs more of a West Coast offense and not the downfield mm-hmm. type stuff. But I think Derek Carr's going to have a really efficient year. Okay. So d- depending on how your league scores, he could be something. Sure. I got three, two big busts and one maybe epic bust okay. on my list. So sure. I, but I don't want to start this, though. So I, I'd like you to give me your, your, well, I'm not your sell talking, high. I'm your not, sell high. I'm, my sell high is probably Patrick Mahomes, and I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a great. Oh, man, that's bold. Amazing. I love it. I, well, you know, when I, in my I dynasty it. leagues, I like to have, I, I can't imagine Patrick Mahomes being any better than he was last year. He won't be. And Career so, year. Ex- Career exactly. Year. Yeah. And that was his rookie year, so you could hold him fine. Uh, and I'm sure he'll produce years like this again. But he'll have down years, he'll have up years, whatnot. He might get hurt at some point. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point in time, you would get the most in return if you were to sell him. You could get, a, like we were talking, you could get you might Jared be right. Goff plus, I mean, what, I, whatever else. You could, in a super flex, you could Jared Goff plus a first rounder and other pieces, little pieces of guys you might like that no one else likes, little sleepers here yeah. and there. Yeah. So why not, why, not, why not do that with a guy like Patrick Mahomes? I would do that. And I have done that. I did that before. Before he break, broke out, which yeah. is probably kind of dumb. My, my issue with, with, with Pat Mahomes is the same issue I have with Baker Mayfield. And that is that, and I'm going to call Mahomes a rookie last year, even though he wasn't a rookie. But it was his first year playing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Is that people were kind of caught off guard on their heels a little bit by yeah. that. So now you have more tape on these guys. So they have to know now above and beyond to, to beat that, that tape that's out there. Yeah. Right? Some guys do it. Some guys don't. Right? Baker might... Mahomes might. I think Mahomes has too many weapons. I just think there's no way he can't do well. He's not going to hit the numbers he hit. I agree with you. Sure. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he's, he's going to be the number one scoring quarterback. He's a great in quarterback. Every yeah, that's why it's like I wouldn't hold it against you for holding, but I really no. think you could. You could get. You could really. We're talking selling high. I'm talking selling high. You could get a lot of pieces to your team if you sold them. Yeah. Uh, you could get a quarterback who would produce less, but not that much less. And you could potentially get three other pieces, and maybe you would hit on one, and that would be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I agree with that. I like this idea of not being necessarily low on Mahomes, but just being in the idea of that he's not going to repeat this, so sell him now mm-hmm. while you can get tons in return. And yeah. that's not necessarily saying Mahomes is not going to be great. Because Mahomes could do 20% less than what he did last year and still be the leading Yeah, scorer, for so, sure. Which is a So I'm buying Mahomes in that regard. Uh, but when you frame it in the context of, 
do I want to invest in Mahomes? Do I literally want to buy Mahomes? I'm just no. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to put the yeah. the assets and that's, in play to get Mahomes. And that's regardless why, if, of the league format, if there's somebody out there that does mm-hmm. and they, and they're putting forward a lot, then yeah. And there's always somebody. There's always somebody. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna jump in real quick. Um, I, with Baker, I mean, you guys know I love Baker, but I'm <laughs> the same way about him. I drafted him in leagues. Uh, but you, so I didn't. Him. I didn't. I didn't buy him. Uh, so one league, I still have him because I just do. I haven't really gotten anything, and I haven't really mm-hmm. like ex- uh, explored the field. But in uh, another league we're in, I did sell him for uh, James Conner and a, like a bunch of stuff. It was actually I was pretty. I do that every. Day. And, and, and that's, do that the, every the thing day. is, is this isn't. <laughs> we, we decided to change this league into a superflex in three years. So, so when we all voted on that, we. We're like three years. It'll be super flex. So right off the bat, someone was like, "I want Baker." I'm gonna say Connor, and what? I'm like, "Yeah," because it's still three years until that's happening. So and I'm yeah, gonna jump on yeah. that right away. And my take on and that I love is, Baker. My take on that is Baker. My, Baker might take the next step this year. He might mm-hmm. and be and be a top five, top three quarterback yeah. fantasy wise. That's still not going to be enough compared. You can grab the sure. the eighth or the ninth or the tenth guy, and your your production is not going to be that, that much lower, lower got, Phil, because got, of quarterbacks yeah. and the way the league is. So changed. I got I got yeah. Philip Rivers and James Conner and some other pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and, and at the time, James Conner, people were talking about maybe J, uh, Jalen Samuels taking a lot of his work, which maybe well, well. I mean, he'll take some, but not a, not a lot. Not I think Pittsburgh seems to really like to use that running back a lot, yeah. and they did, and he kind of slowed slowed down that end of the season. But well, yeah. I mean, if you can get something like that for. a for Baker, yeah. In whatever. dynasty leagues, Baker Mayfield's ADP is sixth round right now. Philip Rivers' ADP is eleventh round. Yeah, yeah. Philip Rivers is the twelfth uh, rated quarterback on average over the past five years, and he's ranked eighteen and lower every year. It's he's the he's the most yeah. it's the most maddening thing in the world. Sure. how underrated. Yeah, Rivers he's is very underrated. He always yeah. has been. Yeah. So Mayfield may be better than Rivers, but he's not sixth round better no, than Rivers. No, no, no. So. He, people, uh, everyone is wholesale buying the Browns. And maybe, hype. and maybe even yep. Rivers is a buy as a as a buy low. I mean, obviously, like you're saying, and if you're looking to win in a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Now he's not going to give you much longevity. No, no, he's what thirty eight. Yeah, while he doesn't look like he's really falling off a yeah. cliff yet, he and will, these guys are playing later. He is the he, at any keep, given moment. We keep you know? saying that about Tom Brady and Breeze too. Yeah, Breeze, Breeze is forty one, I think. Oh, yeah. you get you guys just played you just handed me a softball. That's my that's my that's my first bus. Yeah, it's uh, it's Drew Brees. It's Drew Brees. It's, yeah. So we, and, and this is this kind of goes off to the same point that you had on your last podcast, the NFC South uh, uh, preview that you and Dwayne had on the Two Guys podcast. But uh, Breeze is due to die. Oh yeah, some he point. is. And he looked. He looked and he he sure didn't look. He He didn't look right. And, no, and let's let's weird. let's let's call it what it is. He has fewer weapons now than he's ever had. It's true. It's true. Michael on, Thomas on and paper, Kamara had that's nothing. not it. Yeah. Right. I, now I think Traquan Smith's going to end up being a decent receiver in this league. Not a great receiver, but a decent and, receiver. You know, and Jared Cook's a pretty solid tight end. Oh, I, I, I never ever trust Jared Cook. I'm against Jared Cook. No, with but every fiber of my being. You just you just wait for my tight end list. Okay, fine. <laughs> you wait for my tight end list. I've never been a guy to I'm sorry, be all in it, on Jared Cook. Yeah, it's but an immediate guttural react. It's fine. I, I can't wait to hear about it because I don't have I don't have a strong opinion either way. So I just I getting back to Breeze. I think he is he's just the, the game is is starting to get a little faster compared to him. Yeah, and he's he's not able. 
I, watching enough football last year, I just don't think he's able to make the throws he used to be able to yeah. make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the the, the nagging shoulder and, and having thrown a, g- a gazillion passes over the last five, <laughs> yeah. six years. And we, least, we all, we all you, witnessed this with Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, it but, was like almost, you know, he had a surgery, a neck surgery, and then yep. almost like that, he was, yeah. that was it. Yeah. yeah. And he was I mean, throwing ducks, but he still, you know. Won a Super Bowl because the defense was elite. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's the thing is the Saints' defense isn't elite. Not elite. We had no. that extremely pro- prolific year after the next surgery to that first year in Denver. Yeah, that's right. He, like, broke that's right. The yeah, but, was... but you're right. The, the ball still didn't have zip. It's yeah. just kind of a testament to, to how good the mental part of the game mm-hmm. was for Peyton. For sure. And how good his receivers were. Demarius yeah. Thomas and yeah. Emmanuel Sanders were at the top of their games yeah, absolutely. At, that, at that point. Yeah. Wasn't Decker still there, too, in real top? Uh, Decker was in, in New York with the okay. Jets, right. but he had Julius Thomas there. And that that's was Julius right. Thomas's breakout. That's right. Portland State University, baby. It's two years, right. two three years of being a great tight end. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. good for him. Um, yeah, I think I think I think Breeze has a, a big step back, and I think it's because he's still seen as an elite quarterback, and he's not that anymore. Um, the, the other one I have on my list that's I, I think is gonna be a big bust is Mitchell Trubisky because I, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think you. the guy's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Period. I don't think he is either. I think he. He was the beneficiary of a of a scheme that hadn't quite been seen in the NFL regularly sure. last year with Nagy and Helfrich. And this year, you have again, you have a lot of tape on Trubisky. And Trubisky had that one really great fantasy game last year where I think he threw six touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And other than that, he missed throws. Like yeah. gangbusters every game, and missing missing outs, missing fades, missing yeah. slants. See, like he's not yes. accurate. And if you have a player on your roster like a Trubisky yeah. who does that in the season, throws six touchdowns, and you don't trust him, that is the week you sell him in dynasty. Absolutely, you sell him right then for as much as you can get. Absolutely, whatever you can get. If you don't think he's gonna be, you know, maybe you'll be wrong at some point, but more often than not, if you don't, if you have that feeling, you don't like the guy. And he has that big game. He sell. Yeah. Someone, someone's gonna love that. Someone's gonna. And I've reacted to things like that and bought players, but at the same time, I've done it the other way, where I've I've seen like sell now. Ooh. Yeah. Is there anybody else on your list before I get? Not to the quarterbacks. Last one? That's okay. it for quarterbacks. So my last one on my list is is whoever ends up winning the job in Washington. Um, and because <laughs> is a bust. Is a bust. Okay. And this this is not necessarily long term dynasty. So let me frame it this way. This is I'm looking at a moment in time. The all indications were that Colt McCoy was the favorite. Colt McCoy gets hurt, right? Mm, yeah. So now you have Keenum and you have Dwayne Haskins. I don't think it matters who you put at quarterback back there. You could put Tom Brady back there. You could put Aaron Rodgers. You could put Joe Montana, Steve Young, Dan Marino, whoever. They have zero weapons. Yeah, they don't have a They lot. don't have enough talent yeah. to make anyone look good. They have a great run-blocking line, not a great pass they don't have Trent Williams. Line. And they don't have Trent, well, yeah. Yeah. Is he not great? I don't well, know. he's probably better than whoever they got. I'm back sure there. you know because you know the depth charts inside and out. Yeah, he's a good. He, he's a good, good starting left. Tackle. Good, not great. Yeah, yeah, he's a good starting left tackle. Um, he's like if you're looking at Pro Bowl caliber, he's like a notch below that. Yeah, yeah. which is which is a big yeah, time but problem. It is, and if you have uh, if you're relying on a guy like Haskins who relies, um, on being in the pocket. A clean yes. pocket. Yes. Who needs to have a clean pocket to make good throws? Homeboy's not going to have a clean pocket. Not, I'll tell you that but right but now. the thing is, if you if you if you're smart, a smart team, and you build that build that uh, line, and Haskins is going to be a great quarterback, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, he's going to get destroyed, and you might totally just ruin his career because he might just 
you know, I worry about Haskins long term in this league because if they throw him to the Wolves too early, yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like mentally he will break. He might, yeah. Because he's never had to deal with adversity because he played for Ohio State and they had basically an NFL team running out there. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah. how many draft picks do they have every single year? So I think that he's going to have a big issue with not much receiving depth. Terry McLaughlin, we talked about a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. right? Who could be great. He played with him. Yeah. He could be horrible. We don't know. He looks good in the There's preseason. There's been a lot of buzz. He looks good in the preseason. Him. Again, preseason looks like, they... how much preseason buzz do you, yeah. do you subscribe to? It's hard right? to, yeah. Uh, Josh to... Doxson's horrible. He's horrible. They got rid of Jamison Crowder, who was, yeah. I think, their best possession receiver. Uh, Jordan Reed, if he can stay on the field, gives him at least a weapon. Chris Thompson is another weapon, if they yeah. can stay on the field. But those are both and drop-off maybe, weapons. And maybe Darius Geis comes back and is something. I like Trey Quinn. I mean, I like him as a slot receiver. Yeah. I'm not going to make oh, an yeah. argument he's an elite guy, but I like him as a slot receiver. I think he'll, sure. I think I agree. he'll break out this year in, in that kind of capacity. Yeah. Yeah. But Brilliant. yeah, the outside threats are enough. Paul Richardson. I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've ever been as wrong on a receiver as I was on Josh Dox. Yeah. I, I liked really him a year two. Yeah. I thought he was all in. And, and then, I, I was yeah. going to be a pro bowler. Yeah. yeah, I thought, and the thing that shocked me is I thought he could climb the ladder as good as any outside yeah. receiver, yeah. and he just can't do no. it in the pros. Yeah. He just... He hasn't been that deep though. That, no. I think, is what they're hoping Terry McLaurin can do. Okay, so here's, he can at least run downfield. Here's yeah. the question, though, about Josh Doxson and climbing the ladder, though, because this is, this is a good argument that I've, I've made. And has he ever had a quarterback who's willing to throw the ball up? That's true. Yeah. Because Cousins Kirk Cousins will that. not do yeah. that. Cousins does yeah. that. That's a good point. And, and Alex, Alex Smith, Smith cannot, cannot do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah. But a guy like Haskins could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, maybe but, change and to it, be yeah. and to be fair, on the other side of the, if they decide to sit Haskins and let him study under Keenum, mm-hmm. which which is no, which <laughs> I'm sorry, the idea of working yeah. under Keenum, <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Keenum should be like a oh, great wait, wait, backup see, somewhere. There's no reason why Keenum should yeah. be starting anywhere in the NFL. Wait, wait, I'm wait. Sorry. Okay, case. Okay, so so you take a sack on third down and then you throw a pick on the next possession. I got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. That's the play, right, Coach? Uh, Keenum can throw a deep ball though. Yeah, yeah, Keenan can throw deep. He can throw a deep ball. Not always to the right team, but he can do it. <laughs> well, if Doxon's supposed to be so good at getting up and getting it, I mean, <laughs> just said that might be the only saving grace for his career because he's going downhill quick. Yeah, it sure sounds really. like he hasn't been uh, great in camp either. I, yeah. Again, yeah. do you trust what people, what teams say in camp, but is it like a motivational tour or not? But you just you see a lot of writers. I've read a lot of people talking about Dotson this year. and They seem the last, They seem very out like he's... Yeah. Like I heard some people saying he's he's not even on the roster bubble and he's yeah so whether that, whether I don't that's know if I go that far but maybe not because they have such little talent at the position I think he might not be starting I don't think he'll be starting so that's what I got for quarter anything yeah. else you want to talk about quarterbacks I like Haskins a little more than you but again I agree with you not this year I, I yeah. think long term he's, he's decent to stash but I think the and best they're the, smart to build a line around him the best thing they can do is is not put, put him on the field at all this season. Yeah, it's yeah. the best thing they can do. And I know, I know you laugh when I say learn from Keenum, but you know what? But <laughs> that's but, just a little Keenum hate. <laughs> but look at look at how good Mahomes was. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna say this is because he sat a year because he's he's a, a freak talent, but he sat a year under Alex Smith. Sure. Right. Yeah. And granted, under Andy Reid, who's a much better coach. That than, would be my argument. Yeah. Than Jay Gruden, but sitting a year, getting comfortable with the speed of the game. I remember Haskins only started one year. Yeah, at Ohio State, yeah. which yeah. is not, which historically is not a good track record for um, exactly for success. Yeah. Haskins has all the physical tools. I'd like to see him sit a year and learn the speed of the game 
before they throw him to the wolves and kill the kid's confidence. Because if they can actually put yeah. a roster around him in year two, yeah, he'll be successful. And then we'll all be saying he's a steal of the draft. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm curious to know exactly, though, like if, there, if it really matters based on your draft position or whatnot uh, on the quarterbacks that sit a year or two and the ones that don't, if there's really like, I think it's all it's all situational, right? Situational, yeah. I think it's hard to say, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Carson Palmer really benefited from sitting behind John Kitna, but not necessarily so much that he learned from John Kitna, that he but because around that the Bengals game. team was trash, yeah. yeah. And you trot him out there like, sure. like I call it David Carring someone, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because David Carr was trotted out there. Hit. I call I call it Achilles Smith. Yeah, yeah, right. Same so thing, what about right? Joey? Joey got rocked oh, too. Yeah, but don't don't keep breaking <laughs> my heart. Yeah. Poor Joey. Joey also had a new offensive system like every year. That's seven true. years in the oh, league or something. Yeah. That that kills. The, Alex Smith got that too. Yeah, I've, and that's got to give you the yips, man. Maybe you don't you don't hear man, people but... talking about the yips and like football, but yeah, I mean that's got to give you some some sort of mental it's block like, or some sort of mental like. Yeah. David Carr couldn't throw down. Yeah. Couldn't look downfield anymore. Yeah. Mark Bulger. That happened to him when he was under Mad Martz. When yeah. Mad Martz would not provide blocking for him. Yeah, and uh, and after like two years in that system, Mark Bulger couldn't look downfield anymore. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. forget he was good for a year. Yeah. So yes, that's why. The name I want to throw is Kirk Cousins. If that's okay. As a bust, um, not that yeah. people are buying him real high, yeah. but people are kind of expecting the kind of numbers and pass uh, volume that he had early in last scheme. season. Never scheme, been a fan scheme, of Kirk Cousins. I've never, I've never had him in any league in yeah. dynasty. And mm. you know that team wants to run the ball, and I think yeah. they're going to have some success. So I think Mike Zimmer will be around for a while. Uh, Kevin Stefanski took over after Week 14. Cousins averaged only 27.3 attempts, 200 yards, and two touchdowns yeah. under Stefanski. That kills me. I love Thielen. So I yeah. He, <laughs> Stefanski was not kind to Thielen. No, he was not. Uh, it, Diggs, Diggs did well, and yep. uh, obviously Dalvin Cook came back and did yeah. well. But we'll, we'll get into that when yeah. we get to receivers too. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Well, should we jump into running backs then? Sure. Sorry. So, no, no, no. Yeah, Cousins wanna, was my guy. Yeah. Do you want to go running backs? Or do you want to do some questions? Uh. Well, why, why don't we just jump into running backs? I mean, cool. I, Great. I, yeah. I've I've got a bunch on the boom list. Okay. So I don't know. I have several too. Okay. Why don't you start, Case? Okay. Uh. So a guy in Dynasty I'm buying, I would say Royce Freeman. Oh, same. Same there? Same yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I like Royce Freeman as a runner. I don't he know. looked absolutely horrible tonight, by the way, in the Monday night game. Uh, yeah, I think five he rushes, five zero, yards. zero yards. Yeah. But again, do you, how much stock do you put in the preseason? <laughs> zero. You really can't, zero. You can't put too much, no, into, especially that, because he played in the very start of the game, and they took him out. <laughs> and, 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 you know, at this point in preseason, when, when you play a few uh, – a few um, drives, series. and then you take yeah. you out. Yeah, series is. There you go. Uh, and you take them <laughs> out. It. Then it, it, you can guess that they're probably going to be first-string running backs. Mm-hmm. So uh, you feel like they're going to play Freeman and Lindsay a lot. There. But there. Uh, both. But, but Lindsay was such a flash in the pan last year, so, uh, so great that they just ran him. Down the line, and he got hurt, I believe. Is that right? He hurt his wrist. He broke his, his wrist, I believe. So I, I think he's or a something guy. Something about his wrist. It was a ligament or a broken. You'd wrist. have to guess at this point that they know he's a guy. You just can't bell cow. And so West I have Freeman is much more of a bell cow. Yes, I have Lindsay on my bus list. But I, I have Freeman I, on my boom. They're still going to use him, but I think I, agree. I think I think uh, if you're buying a running back, Royce Freeman's a guy you want to buy. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for some production, whether or not he's going to be a three down running back or not, um. He's going to be a running back you can put in there and play, yeah. I think. I think he's going to get a lot more touches this year. I agree, and I think worst-case scenario, he gets all the goal line touches. Sure, yeah. So, 
Um, it, it's it's an incredibly popular name, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, David Montgomery. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. So you're talking booming. Booming. Okay. Booming. I think I think David Montgomery has the potential to be a top six back. Okay. This year, in his rookie year. You don't get nervous about the Tariq Cohen? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Absolutely zero concern about Tariq Cohen or Mike Davis. Yeah. David Montgomery has barely seen the field in preseason. It's sure. Because they are saving him for the regular season. But has Cohen seen the field in preseason? Yes. He has he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really followed. I'm just good. Th- I think those two virtually play a different position. Sure. You think Cohen will be used more like, like he'll just be used as a media slot at some yeah. point? Cohen's going to get carries, but he's, he's going to get like moved six around six a carries a game and like eight targets. I, sure. I see so. Cohen being a more explosive theoretic. Yeah. A significantly okay. more explosive yeah. theoretic, okay. but, but he's, he's a receiving back. That's what he is. He's a scat back in a Darren Sproles mold. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Montgomery is I a, like Montgomery, Montgomery a lot. Montgomery is not, a bell cow running back. He is going to be everything that they expected Jordan Howard to be that Jordan Howard did not turn into. Sure. Right? David Montgomery is going to be a star in the league. Okay. Period. Okay. He's going to cool. outplay Josh Jacobs yeah. this season. I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of two-back sets in, yeah. in Chicago. I think Fair you're enough. going to see them both yeah. on the field quite okay. a bit. Cool. So this is a, a question I got, but I'm going to switch it with, with mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So to both you guys. Favorite rookie running back not named David Montgomery. Go ahead. Or Josh Jacobs, really. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, Devin Singletary. And yeah. and so Miles Sanders is probably has a clearer line to work. So mm-hmm. he might be better this year. And Miles Sanders was my favorite uh, prospect going into the draft. Devin Singletary is somebody I've been talking about since then. I had him third right behind Sanders and uh, Montgomery yeah. on my list of going into the draft. Uh, Singletary goes to a Buffalo team that has a pretty good line. Wants to run the ball, yeah, uh, and has Shady McCoy in front of him now. Even if Shady is fantastic this year, he's on a big contract. He's thirty-one, and yeah. he's and his contract is up at the end of the and season. You can, yeah, you can tell so, he doesn't have a ton left either. Yeah. he gets so even if he re- rebounds, even if he rebounds, I think this is Singletary's job in two thousand twenty. So in dynasty leagues, I'm buying everything I can now. Right yeah. now, unless Frank Gore goes to forty. Yeah, he, he will. But I believe yeah, you, no, I, I think you meant Frank Gore is the 50. <laughs> yeah, 50, right? there you go. Yeah, because he he's also. never going to stop. Yeah. True. But I'm buying Gore as, as another 500-yard complimentary player, right? Definitely. I, I still yeah. think either one of those players, um, whether it's – now, I don't think Shady, McCoy, uh, and uh, Gore, and Singletary are all going to produce this year. Mm. But I think two of those but guys But dynasty well. thinking. I think you get it. But yeah. dynasty thinking, yeah. Singletary's the guy. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, uh, not confident Shady's going to make that final 53. Uh, he There's, might yeah. if he looks good, but they've got 6.4 million reasons not to have yeah. him on yep. the roster. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, the, you know, they'll carry $2 million in dead money. Yeah. Uh, that's going to over the cap, by the way, which is a fantastic website if you guys haven't yep. seen mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yeah, $6.4 million that's they save on the, off the cap if they cut shape. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right now, Devin Singletary probably worth more than he should be because yeah. he's kind of lightened up the preseason and lightened up camp yeah. so people like him. Uh, but when things die down and he hasn't had a carry in three weeks, I'm sure. going to buy all the shares that Definitely. I can. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like they have been very impressed, other than preseasons like the camp and everything I've heard, just been great about Singletary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, I, I was gonna say Singletary. So, yeah. so I'd say somebody else. Yeah. I mean, obviously the easy answer there is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, we we've talked about Josh Jacobs being yeah. amazing. So he's he's gonna be the second best fantasy back. So if you're looking long term, I think it's Singletary. If you're looking short term with the potential to be the best back in this class besides Montgomery. Mm. You're looking at Miles Sanders. Sure. Uh, Miles Sanders has like the one cut and go. Uh, he has he has a timeshare short term with Jordan Howard. Yeah. I mean, whether you like Jordan Howard or not, it's going to be a timeshare short term. Yeah. 
Long term, I don't know. If Sanders can pick up the pass blocking, that's Sanders' job. Yeah. And it's his and, job and squarely. I think in the last preseason game, he, there was a few blocks he picked up pretty well from what I was reading. Yeah. So maybe that's but again, something he's working on. But again, preseason, you're playing against backups. That's right? true. Well, I mean, well, if well Sanders was because Sanders started. If you're playing the first Sanders couple series, you're, you're playing probably against a lot um, of ones, but. Yeah, I, I like him. I uh, I think Tony Pollard's going to have a really nice uh, role as a, a Darren Sproles type back. I hate saying Darren Sproles type back because I feel like we're just we're pigeonholing yeah. him as like a certain Yeah, and type Pollard's of a lot bigger. Pollard, uh, yeah. that's one thing about Pollard. Yeah. Like, he, he's a complimentary back in college at Memphis. He and Daryl Henderson had that like one, two home run yeah. punch thing going yeah. on. But, you know, he's like six foot, two ten. So, like, yeah. not, you know, he's yeah. not little. Pollard's that's, built like a guy who can withstand a punishment. That's a guy, though, right now that I am selling. At this very point, if Absolutely I have him, I'm <laughs> selling him. I did in one league, but if Couldn't you have him, you, you find, unless you're the Ezekiel own, owner, you find him, yeah. you find Easy, <laughs> and you sell it to that team. I agree. For, uh, and maybe Pollard will be great, but maybe Easy will come back. I agree. And Pollard I will agree. be just a guy who gets a few rushes here and there. But they're they're talking about big time right now, and I don't know. Yeah. I think that's just a lot of leverage stuff. So I I agree with what you're saying. I I think this kind of I mean I think Sanders is the best back besides those guys. I I don't sure, buy sure, I don't sure. buy Reckwell yeah. Armstead. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else in that class that's really even worth talking about. To be honest yeah. with you, I, only- Daryl Henderson maybe, but I I yeah. Again, I don't think Gurley's as hurt as people think he is. No, I don't. I, I think the Rams are going to be. I mean, we talked about this last episode. I think the Rams are going to be significantly worse than people think. I don't think that's because of Gurley. I think it's just as a whole. I think that people are, are, are they've gotten on to the McVay mm-hmm. system, and I think that they're not going to be as explosive as they've been sure. in years past. Well, so uh, I mean, Gurley has an arthritic knee. We've talked. Yeah, you know, we talked about it. it it's a thing. Yeah, uh, they're going to manage his workload. They're going to manage. I don't, I don't think Darryl, I don't think Daryl Henderson's going to stop in and be the next Todd Gurley. No. Yeah, he'll he's be a great complimentary back. Yeah, but that I mean, is that what you're looking for in Dynasty? Is a complimentary back, or yeah. do you want a guy who's going to carry your team? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the question. David Montgomery carries your team. Josh Jacobs carries your team. Potentially, Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary may carry yeah, your team. Mm-hmm. That's it in this class, yeah. in my opinion. So, uh, you talked about shady, yeah. right? I'm super high, and I this last couple of weeks I have I have gone through the fucking roof about Shady McCoy, and I've, <laughs> I have cooled off so significantly about Jordan Howard and gotten way higher on Shady McCoy. And the reason is is I am buying wholesale whoever gets the most carries out of that Buffalo backfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it could be Frank Gore. It could be Singletary. It could be. It's not going to be T.J. Yeldon, but let's throw him <laughs> no. out there because he's yeah, there he's right now. Roster bubble. Yeah, he is roster bubble. I think Good Shady time. gets the most carries out of that backfield. I don't. Shady is not the same Shady he used to be. I mean, you said he doesn't have a lot left in the tank, and I agree. No. He doesn't have a lot left in the tank. Yeah. I think he's got enough left in the tank to be a significant fantasy player this season, especially because people are not drafting him high. Yeah, I just wrote an article, this is redraft, but I, I just wrote an article recommending people take Shady and Singletary because you can get them in the 10th and 13th mm-hmm. rounds. Yeah. So you're basically spending a 10th and a 13th round to guarantee somebody from yeah. the Buffalo backfield. Because I agree with you, whoever gets 16 touches a game in that backfield I think is going to be a quality player. If it's yeah. Frank Gore, he's the guy to pick. I mean, whoever wins that job, and the, 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 my worry with McDermott is that it's not going to be a one guy. It's yeah. going to be McCoy first week. Then it's four two. Then it's McCoy. Then maybe it's Singletary. Then it's Yeldon. Maybe and even in game too. You don't know exactly. Maybe they'll start with Shady. He doesn't do much, and Singletary exactly. comes out for a series and that's kills my, it and they, they roll. With that's him. my worry. I think McCoy is going to be good enough. He holds that job all season long. Yeah. Okay. I I, I know you don't agree. Yeah, and I, don't I know, know you partially agree. I'm, I'm, I, you can't see me. Point. I just think it's I'm no pointing way. as if people yeah. can listen yes. and can see me point. <laughs> I, I <laughs> probably don't agree. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's no risk either way. 
I think, because it won't yeah. cost you anything to get those two guys. You can get you so. can get Shady in redraft leagues cheap. You can get him in dynasty leagues extra cheap. Yeah, if yeah. you're, if you're right a team now. that that is maybe a little light on running back but strong everywhere else, take a shot. And, and you need like a maybe some sort of running back insurance. You need something like some sort of taking a chance. Sure, yeah. I I get that yeah. with Shady. Yeah. And it, and you know honestly, even the downside there, if he gets cut. Like, if he gets cut, then sure. he might wind up in Tampa, and Tampa yeah. doesn't have a back. They have so, nothing. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's always a chance. I want to throw one yeah. guy out there that just strictly for dynasty purposes, sure. if that's okay. Uh, yeah, of course. Bryce Love, kid out of Stanford. Bryce Love, yeah. Coming off a torn ACL, going to Washington. We talked about how Washington, completely devoid of pass catchers. Yes, right? yeah. Um, got, they've got Adrian Peterson, who's 172 years old. Yeah. they got Darius Guys coming off an ACL, yeah. right? Bryce Love coming off an ACL. If you're in a dynasty league with him, you probably have an IR slot. Yeah. Grab Bryce Love, there. cost you yeah. nothing, sit on your IR. Yeah, why not? That's right. Chris Thompson, Yeah. last year of his contract. Yeah. They probably don't want to pay Chris Thompson. I don't think they will. And and Bryce Love was super productive his his the year before he got injury. I believe he has 2,000-plus yards rushing. His in, junior year, they were yeah. talking about how he might be the best yeah. running back in this class. Yeah. So it's, you know, which I think was a little excessive. Yeah. Hard sell. Hard yeah. sell on Bryce Love. But, but. Well, not, maybe not now. Because in the dynasty. Even then. Even that. People oh, were saying then. he was better than McCaffrey. Yeah, that's he's cool. never that's been better than McCaffrey. At this point, at this point but, right but now, in the dynasty, it costs you nothing. You stash him on your IR slot. Oh, of course. And let's Chris say, and let's, yeah. and Chris again, Thompson's you don't, again, you don't believe in the guy. He 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 blows up, maybe. Yep. Whatever. No, I, I, gra- I grabbed him for uh, a couple defensive players that were too much on my roster in a fifth round pick. That's great. Happy to happy to do yeah. that for Bryce Love to sit on my IR for a year. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Anybody else on the boom list on the buy buy low? Uh, you know, I really like Devonta Freeman, and I, I, uh, me too. I, uh, I agree, and I sold him before before all the roster moves happened, and I'm I'm kind of regretting it. But me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's been super productive, and he's a very violent. Oops. Very very. <laughs> so we do. I'm very very violent runner, just like I was with that can. Thank you. Um, yeah. Violent. Can and, and then he played only what two three games last year and got hurt. Yeah. Uh, had gro- it was a gnarly groin injury, yeah. if I remember right. right. And and his stock just completely died. Completely yeah. died. So I think in redraft or dynasty, he's a pretty good buy right now, um, especially in a redraft. But if if you're looking to to get a running back that could, it's going to be like a guy who plays all three downs and. Uh, most likely will produce for you, then buy him because a lot of people are really out on him right now. Atlanta's system is going to run two backs. Sure, so but they're always, not going to. They've always done, but Freeman's always been the lead guy. He's always been the lead guy, and, and I, don't think, I don't think Brian Hill or Edo Smith or Tevin Coleman. I don't think either one of them are quite up. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think like they're going to go Smith. Brian Hill is looking good in the preseason. I'm trying to remind myself it's the preseason on him. Sure. I, I kind of think Quadri Allison. Allison. Yeah. yeah. Um, n- not that I think he's a great back, but he's a banger, and he compliments Freeman I, better than those sure, other guys. Sure. I just don't think any yeah. th- all three of those but, but guys are as talented as yeah. Tevin Coleman was. Like I feel no, like they had no, that. They had they, they they had Freeman. They had Coleman, and they're they're using Freeman a little and more, and Coleman a little less. But yeah. the other three guys, I think they they might throw them in there a bit. That's not necessarily the argument. I think Coleman was more of the scat back in. The receiving guy. So if they can find sure. if, if Ito or Hill or Quadre can step in and be that kind of receiving scat yeah, back yeah, yeah. type player to compliment, because Freeman is going to go north and south. Mm-hmm. He's going to go north and south very effectively. Well, he does both. Freeman does both. He does do both, but he's he's a very low center of gravity, mm-hmm. and he goes north to south better than a lot of running backs in the NFL right now. Yeah. So and if he's healthy, 
And I'm, I'm, we talked about this again last episode. I'm super high on the Falcons because they got mm-hmm. your cutter back, calm plays. You got Matt Ryan, who is an incredibly underrated quarterback for what he does. Sure. You got a great receiving core. Uh, yeah. And if you got healthy Freeman, that offense is going to hum. Yeah, I love the two first round picks they had. Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McCarry I mean, yeah. on the right side of that offensive line. That was the that was one of the key problems of that team last year was the right side of the line. And I, I, I bet it. I my gut feeling tells me if you look at statistics at the end of the season, you're gonna see that Devontae Freeman has massive yardage running on the right side of the line. Yeah. Sure. I, I think he's gonna be great. I agree with you. And to your point, he's available in the sixth round of redrafts, eighth round in in dynasty yeah. weeks right now. That's yeah, that's absolute value if, for if, that. If guy. you're like if you're loving the the zero running back or like really like pushing the running backs left. Uh, as far as you can, Devontae Freeman's a great target in like yeah. that, that round. He can be your lead back. Mm-hmm. No, he, yeah. he can be a lead back on a championship-winning fantasy team, period. Sure. Mm-hmm. Period. So I have one question uh, yeah. for both you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, like we know, the NFL right now is like running backs who are great at, at running the ball and pass catching. Are there any running backs that you really like that aren't really focused on the pass catching uh, aspect of the game? Like, you know, like that, that aren't going to be like a. So just bangers, basically. Just, just bangers, yeah. Whew. Uh, so Nick like Chubb a, is the guy I think of. Now, I, I don't think. Now, that's the thing, though. Uh, uh, a three down back yeah. are the guys you're going to love, right? Yes. And so a three down back, any of these guys are going to catch balls. Sure. Right? But yeah. Chubb is probably on the lower end of the receiving talent and mm-hmm. on the lower end of the receiving production when you're looking at the top. 12 backs yeah and Chubb I think is going to get the kind of workload and the type of goal line work and the type of carries that you're going to look for that might overcome some of what you miss out on in the receiving game so Chubb is the guy that I'm buying even though even I'm though, not expecting yeah. a lot of catches especially with Duke gone I mean, yeah yeah um Kareem Hunt will be back in in week 10 I believe yeah I am not worried about Kareem no Hunt. no I'm not either I um, absolutely think that by week eight, I think it's I think it's eight. Is it eight? Yeah, I okay. think it's suspended eight, eight games. But by eight games, I firmly They're believe not the Browns Chubb are going to be like, Chubb is our guy. Sure. So. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. By the way, I'm also sure. buying Joe Mixon, although I think he'll catch passes too. I think he will too. Yeah, yeah. I worry about I think the offensive G- line because yeah. I was real high on Mixon thinking, wow, that line's great. Yeah. And then like they had a guy, they had a guy retire. Their first round pick got hurt. He's out the year, Jonah Williams. So yeah. like... So I'm kind of that, that's not a good start for Mixon, but that kid, yeah. that kid he's might good. be yeah. one of the five most talented runners in the sure. league. He's just an elite runner, and he's yeah. really great at punching women. Yeah, scumbag, oh, no. absolute yeah. scumbag. Yeah, it's hard wow. to root for a guy like that. It's hard to root. Uh, yeah, like to that. answer your question though, and and this is this has kind of changed the last couple weeks uh, from what he was thought of as Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Sony Michelle was mm-hmm. thought as not being a pass catching back and mm-hmm. being just a this a banger. Yeah. And all the reports I've read out of the beat writers from New England are saying that he's doing both. That he's doing, he's doing both. All of it. Yeah, and he's. I mean, James White's going to get his. Let's sure, not kid ourselves. Of he's a he's an elite receiver. He might be as good as anyone we've seen out of the backfield catching passes. That's his entire yeah, game. That is. Sony Michelle is going to have a massive year. Yeah, and I think it's going to have a massive year in in PPR formats as well because I think he's not going to put up McCaffrey numbers. Let's not kid ourselves, but. He's going to catch 30 balls. Yeah. And that's a pretty big number for Sony Michelle compared yeah. to last year, yeah. where he wasn't even in passing plays, period. As long as he stays healthy. That's his big thing. Sure sounds like he's healthy. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know. Um, the other guy that I, I, I'm buying is Tevin Coleman. Okay. Because uh, I think he far and away gets the, the lion's share of the carries in San Francisco. 
And as you know, I'm a Niners fan, so I'm kind of I'm semi plugged into what they're doing there. Coleman's getting the majority of the carries. Mm-hmm. McKinnon's going to start the year on IR. Yeah. Uh, Breida Breida's an afterthought at this point, I think. Fantasy wise, I think it's Tevin Coleman. He's the he's the bell cow there. Bell cow meaning the majority of the carries. But you don't think they're going to do kind of the same thing? Shanahan is going to do kind of the same thing he did in Atlanta, where they're both going to get he a lot might. of work. He might, but I think Coleman Coleman's going to be the Devonta the Freeman role. Okay. In this scenario, and I think that that San Francisco line is better than people think. Sure. I, I think Tevin Coleman has a really good year. Okay. And you can get him super low in almost every league, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, super low. Yeah. Yeah. His his ADP is sixth round right now in redrafts yeah. and seventh round in dynasty because people like him a little better than Devonte Freeman in dynasty. But uh, yeah, that's good value for Coleman. I agree I I don't know if I like him better than Devonte Freeman in dynasty necessarily, but oh, I think I'm just in, saying his ADP. Yeah, but I think in, in redraft leagues, I think he's he's comparable on one year. Yeah, to Freeman. I think I think him and Freeman. I think the stats are going to be very comparable. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I guess people are probably nervous just about that team in general right now. Like, what exactly is very fair? Yeah. I'm a Niners like, fan. Who, and I'm super like, nervous yeah, about this like, team. Who, so is Garoppolo really going to be the guy? Yes, because he looked. I, I'm sure he will, but he looked pretty bad. I know if it's preseason. He looked like me out there today. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Mullins, Mullins is actually very good last year. Garoppolo's well, got to stay healthy, man. That, that's the only gonna, issue. If he can yeah, stay sure. healthy, but he's, I, had, he's had a, like three injuries and 11 starts yeah. or something. It's a mental... The, the whole thing with Garoppolo right now is yeah. a mental issue. It's a, yeah. ma- it's a matter of him trusting his plant leg because it was his left ACL he tore. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of him trusting his plant leg when he plants the throw mm-hmm. and knowing that the rush is coming and not bailing and, and pulling up short and short-arming a pass. That's what happened today on that yeah. pick he threw in the preseason game against Denver. If he can get over that mental block, Garoppolo is going to have a great year. Sure. And the Niners are going to be successful. Yeah. So, so before we go to receivers, let's just talk really quick about like Elliott and Gordon and their situations, what you might be doing with... Gordon's not playing. He's, he's, yeah. I don't think he's oh, And the year. guys that, are, that are, will be behind them might actually get... So I think there's no trade market for Melvin Gordon right now. Yeah. I don't think there's any team that's willing to give up the assets that, that mm-hmm. the Chargers want for him. Yeah. And I don't think... So I haven't read any reports that Melvin Gordon's doing anything right now. Sure. Yeah. So my no. assumption is he's sitting yeah. on the couch with his feet up with a Corona or some bullshit beer. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Just <laughs> doing his thing, waiting for the Chargers. Not come. a block 15. Not a block 15, not a Fort George. Yeah, never. And not a matchless. This is a good matchless. If you're listening, matchless. Um, <laughs> you're not. Uh, Zeke, on the other hand, I think, I think this is all a dog and pony show. I think Zeke ends up playing the majority of the year. It might sure. not be all 16 games, but I think it might be 15 or 14 games. Um, everything I've read is that he's staying in shape. He's in Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. Because that's a normal place to, you know, work out. <laughs> yeah, why not? It makes uh, me so nervous. Yeah. It makes me super nervous yeah. considering was, he's a goddamn slime ball. I remember but, if this, I had, this time a year last year, man, I don't leave you on Because this is, like, a year ago, I'd have been like, no way he misses time. Yeah. Right? Like, this is a post Le'Veon Bell world. Like, a year yeah. ago, Le'Veon Bell was jet skiing. So, And we're only a couple of weeks away. I, I don't have uh, any Elliott or Gordon shares, and that's not because I don't like either one of them. I just haven't acquired them yeah. in the leagues I've had, and it's impossible to – it had been impossible to acquire them. Yeah. But at this point, if I were an owner of either one of those guys, I would be very nervous, and I would – yeah, I'd be, I'd be very nervous. And I, yeah. I, I don't know – I guess I would be acquiring Pollard if I was an easy owner. I, you know, I would, I would, I would shy away from Pollard – uh, I, and I don't know exactly who's. I haven't really been following, but I don't know who's uh, who's really pulling ahead with 
it with uh, the Chargers. Eckler. Eckler or Justin Jackson. They Justin Jackson's had a better preseason, but Eckler's the guy. It's going to be a timeshare. Those two are going to... I think yeah. Eckler's role is going to be similar regardless of who's starting at running back. I yeah. think you're going to see him catch balls. Sure. I think you're going to see him get 8 to 10 carries. And I think you're going to see uh, Justin Jackson, if Gordon's not there, I think Justin Jackson's going to be the guy. Sure. It's 12 yeah. carries, something like that. You think like so? That. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Justin Jackson's valuable. I'm perfectly happy to sell him because I think Eckler is the more value fan, valuable fantasy back. Okay. But I don't think Eckler is going to be a 20-touch guy like Melvin Gordon is. I don't think it's yeah. going to be a plug-and-play kind of thing. Sure. Whereas in Dallas... I disagree. I disagree. I think yeah. Eckler is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I think Eckler has done nothing but but just wow people. Yeah. I, I'm certainly not buying Justin Jackson. I mean, he, he no. didn't did not show much in I'm the not buying opportunities that he had last year. I don't so, understand the I hype of Justin Jackson. Guy. I think yeah. everyone's really high on the hype on this guy, and I don't. I've yeah. never, I haven't sure. seen it. He had a couple of great runs against yeah. New England on a Sunday night mm-hmm. game, and that was it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he was the second coming, and I, I just don't see it. I don't think he's as good of a back as that. Yeah. If I was a Gordon, uh, if I had Gordon on my teams, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be really going after either one. To be honest, I'd be finding something else somewhere else. Yeah. To go. I'd be pivoting somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Eckler has value, I think, but yeah, not. Yeah, I think Eckler has value even if Gordon comes back. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Okay, he's well, not a starter. No, no, but no. He, but, but, but rostered, yeah. why not? Yeah, let's let's move on to receivers. Yeah, what do you think? All right. So what do you got? You want me to start? Yeah, let's... on the on the buy on the buy list. Oh, we didn't even talk about busts. With running backs? backs, we kind of went back and forth. Yeah, we kind of. Yeah, we did. Kind we, of, did. Uh, we did enough. That's yeah, fine. we did a lot. We did enough. Uh, booming receivers, right? Yeah. So uh, my the first guy on my list is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, yeah. I know a lot of people are high on Galladay, and I, I'm one of them. I feel like he... I, I would have him on my buy low, because I feel like he, people are very nervous about what they're doing in Detroit, thinking they're only going to be running the ball. They're not. I know they're not. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I have Galladay in one league, and I've kind of thrown some stuff out there. and I've, They're going to uh, run the ball more people than are like, I, I'm not. I'm not buying Galladay at all, because he's... So I think that's... I think he's a player that you, you could get... Cheaper than he than he I, should be. I am. If you're, if you're talking and about buy low, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, I, I think that both Galladay and Marvin Jones are buy low candidates right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to throw the ball more than you think they are. Yeah, not, I think so. Too. Not you, but in general, yeah, yeah. people no, I, I think they mean. are. Yeah, um, they're going to throw more. They're going to throw less than they have in years past, but more than you think they're going to with the running back with Carryon Johnson and C.J. Anderson there. Sure. Um, Theo Riddick had a lot of targets over the last. Five yeah. years, and he's not there anymore. He's not there. Those running backs aren't taking those targets. They're going somewhere else. They're not all going to Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. So the, the opportunity is there for Galladay and, and Jones. Mm-hmm. Stafford's got the arm to get the ball to him. Galladay's looked great when he's been on the field. It's yeah. a matter of keeping him on the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm high on Galladay. Do I think he's an elite receiver? No. Do I think he can be one dynasty wise? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, we'll see if he ever gets there. Yeah. Couldn't agree more on Galladay. I, yeah. I, before we knew Antonio Brown was insane, I, I traded <laughs> Antonio Brown for Galladay in a dynasty league yeah. because I'm, I'm all in on Galladay. So I, I'm with you. You know, he was probably there over 1,000 yards last year, uh, really flourished after Golden Tate left. Now, Marvin Jones was injured during much, much of that period. That is a factor. Jones is going to get his mm-hmm. targets. Uh, but Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, what he's done, he's always used the talent that he has. And so I don't think he's going to come in and just mindlessly say, we're a running team. Yeah. I think he's going to come in and he's going to say, we've got a 6'4 monster on the outside. Use him. And we're yeah. going to use him. So I, I think Galladay, even if he has a season like he had last year, he's going to be worth his ADP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, agree. I, I, I don't see any downside to being in on him. Yeah. 
100% agree. What do yeah. you got? So I'm going to talk about the rookie receivers because I think there's a lot of a pretty good buy low with a lot of the rookies right now um, because there's such a – everyone loves when you have the rookie drafts in Dynasty. Yeah. And, and uh, Paris Campbell, Isabella, um, Arcega, Whiteside, uh, and Harry were all like – people were really on board with them. And all four – uh, especially Campbell. Well, Campbell, Isabel, and Harry have had some injuries, and you haven't heard much about um, our Sega Whiteside. So I think all four right now, if you, if you liked those guys in the draft and they went a lot higher than you wanted and you couldn't get them, I think right now you could probably get them from certain owners who are uh, nervous already about this. Because some people yeah. get really reactionary with certain players. And they're like, well, they're hurt. I, I, I'm selling. If, if you give me something the, that is the hot commodity right yeah. now, I'm selling. So I think especially yeah. like a Paris Campbell. If you like Paris Campbell, that's a guy that I could see being a buy low. Um, so I've soured on two of those guys. Not horribly soured, but soured yeah. enough. And that's Isabella and Harry. Sure. Because um, Isabella, I, just, I, I have no idea what the Cardinals are doing. Yeah. I don't either. I, I he's just a basket catcher. That's my thing with this yeah. guy. He's, a, he's supposed to be a slot guy with speed, but he I just he looks like a uh, uh, Nate Washington with worse hands to me. Yeah. That's what he looks like to me, and I just so I'm not buying an Isabel. Yeah. Sorry, I, not to cut you off. No, there, no, I, I mean you were more elaborate with what I was going to say. My, sure. my biggest point there is that I just don't know if anyone in that Kingsbury system is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet because yeah. I have no. They've looked horrible in the preseason. Yeah, it's preseason. I get it. They're probably not showing all their cards by any means. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. But <laughs> oh yeah, I know dad jokes, right? Uh, but we're all dads. It's all right. We are all dads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I just I I don't know if anyone is going to be incredibly successful out of that system. I think they're going to they're going to spread the ball yeah. around so much. I don't know if it anyone there is fantasy yeah. relevant. So yeah. So why not uh, Harry? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Josh yeah. Gordon. And I know really I, trusting I, Josh Gordon. All I know is when Josh Gordon was playing, he was the deep threat. Mm-hmm. Right, he was the deep threat. There's no Gronk there. If he's if his head's on straight, and that's a huge if. Yes, it is. That's a huge if. And I'm not saying go out and buy Josh Gordon stock by any means. No. But if he's I'm out saying there, this is the point. First off, no one's getting no one's getting anyone near the amount of targets that Julian Edelman and James White are getting. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are your two best receivers in New England. Period. But. Harry could carve himself out a role there as a third receiver. Now, when he was drafted by New England, I thought, what a great spot for him to land. So even Dynasty, though, you're... Well, he costs a lot. That's the thing. You think he still does? It's it's the price. It's the price. And that's... I mean, we had talks with our our, our buddy, our buddy Chris Martin. Yeah. Wanted to... He was trying to trade me Nikhil Harry. Uh, He wanted Pettis and draft picks. Okay. Right? I think Dante Pettis... Uh, in a vacuum, in a one year, Dante Pettis is a, a better receiver. He will have better numbers than they kill Harry this year. And I know that you're looking at me like I'm, I'm crazy so, only because, because you're because re- you're reading what you're hearing out of San Francisco. Only because camp. you don't know what the heck they're doing. And he's Kittle's, the number, he's the number one receiver. Kittle's their number one receiver. Well, the number one tight. target. Yes. I know he's a tight end, but he's, he's going to be the number one target. Pettis is going to be their number one wide receiver. Yeah. And I'm not even talking he's about him. Lead their team. In, I'm not even talking about Pettis having a rough time yeah, in the offseason. No. I'm talking about all the other receivers they've invested in and brought in. I mean. You don't really know what they're going to do. And Pettis no. has a lot of talent, obviously. But they're trying to get weapons. Pettis is the Pettis is the they're guy. trying to get weapons. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get weapons. Pettis is the is the best weapon they have right now, day one. Sure, not counting other Kittle. than not counting Kittle. Kittle. Kittle doesn't count. Sure. Um, yeah, I oof, oof, man, Isabella, yikes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you guys think of Kiki Cutie? I love him, personally. Me too. I'm a little worried Me about too. his injury history, but... Well, he already uh, got hurt. <laughs> we talked about this today. Yeah, I, I, about this I would today. love Kiki Cutie if that, I had any confidence he could stay on the field. Number one, the, the hamstring <laughs> last year. Uh, you always see rookies or senior players getting hamstring injuries. That just happens because they're not ready for the game. Uh, and when I read that he, they've... They've he's worked on that. He's a guy that seems like he works. He got uh, hurt in the preseason. I know, but but that was a fluke. Man, did you see? I mean, did you see his ankle? Sure, sure I thought I'm it was saying. like I I'm thought it was saying. like t- ten times worse than it actually was. There, so when I saw that, I'm like, well, he's done for the year. And, and it was a fluke. It's like you can't like same with Keenan Allen. Like Keenan Allen, people label as injury prone, which yes. he might be. But at the same time, every injury he's had has been. A kind of a random fluke injury to the different kidney parts of the body. laceration. Yes, that exactly. doesn't happen every day. So, so that's not a pulled hammy. So you get some guys that always injure their hamstrings. You get some guys that always injure their knees, and you get some guys that just get weird injuries everywhere. And that's just how it is because they're unlucky or whatnot. Not well, unlucky, but you and know there are some mean. guys who people say have fluke injuries who end up just being chronic injuries, like Devontae Parker. Yeah, sure. Right. So I mean, well, he's always battling hamstring. Always. He always looks amazing in the camp, and then he has hamstring injuries. So, yeah. for, for, I feel like that is a is is his own. I feel like he's not like uh, uh, working out properly. He's not he's not taking care of his body properly. That's just what I think. But I'm not like a professional. But it seems like anybody that has those type of injuries, those soft tissue injuries, over and over and over again, it's because they're not they're not doing what people could that be Kiki Cutie? Though? It could be, but. It could be, but we we need to see that from what I, all everything I've read is like him talking about how he didn't eat right last year and he's changing everything Did about he go his to diet a about about it, how he's but and and then looking at the injury it was a weird ankle injury it had nothing to do with it, soft tissue. It worries me that that's a story. Like it worries me that that, that it's enough of an issue that, well, it's like, because that people, people are out there going he's eating better. Well, now. it's because it's, people it's, it's, that's it's true, like, but at the same time yeah. it's because people get so <laughs> nervous about me. people get people get. I'm so, on team chronic. People get saying. so nervous about <laughs> soft issue, soft tissue injuries that it that becomes a thing, no, and, and I, they have to defend themselves. That's I from agree. what I've noticed, I and agree. I love Kiki. I think Kiki could possibly be a, a, their number two receiver. I think I think he could be better than Will Fuller. I think he's more. And Will Fuller's another guy. More talented. Will Fuller's I think he's more talented than Will Fuller. I think he's more talented than Will Fuller. I think if if Cutie's on the field, I think he's a thousand yard yeah. receiver this year. And if and this if year. and if they didn't so. believe in both of those guys, they would be putting more into the receivers. I mean, you think so? Drafting, you'd think so. You'd they're think not, so. They're not. They're not. You know. Yeah, I I like Cutie. I think he's yeah. great. The other guy. That, I mean, there's two other guys I but like, I like on this Cutie list. Too. I mean, uh, Brandon and I talked earlier today about T. Y. Hilton, and I don't, I don't think it even matters if Andrew Luck plays or doesn't. Yeah. I, I think T. Y. Hilton's he's he's. Tragically low ADP yeah, for that's how very true. He's yeah, so right. steady. He's so, yeah. even even a couple years ago when that and Jacoby Brissett was quarterback, but he wasn't the problem with that team. That team was trash in general. Yeah, yeah. that team has so much more talent now than it yep. did two years ago. Even if Luck doesn't play, yeah. he'll have almost a thousand yeah. yards with Brissett throwing sure. the ball. So yeah. he's going to be he's a, a great quality receiver. player. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, yeah, he's under. I agree with you completely. Yeah. yeah, the other guy I think is MVS Marquez Valdez Stanley. Yeah. I like him too. I think he is the clear cut number two in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I just tried. I, I just traded him to you. I think that was a great trade for both of us. That was so, a perfect so, trade. Yeah, for for those of you who who aren't following our fantasy <laughs> trades, which is none of you. Yeah. Uh, the trade was I traded uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling to Casey. Casey sent me Devin Singletary back. I need to receive that. I have tons of res- running backs, and I have Shady McCoy. And just yeah. to hedge my bet in case of all the shit yeah, I was just I talking g- about how Shady's coming back. 
<laughs> falls apart. I was very aware of the fact that Singletary could really bust out as like a great yeah, running back, I and think, I was okay with that because, honest to God, I think I think Valdez Scantling's ceiling this year is similar to what we saw from Tyler Lockett last year. Sure, no, not in the, not in the catch percentage, not in the lack of drops, but I feel like he might have roughly around the same amount of targets, roughly around the same amount of touchdowns as the ceiling. Sure, right now. Yeah. It's a long way to go to hit that ceiling because you got Devontae Adams sucking up a lot of targets there. Yeah. But I think the Packers are going to be really good and they're going to score a lot of points. I think MBS has a chance to be sure. a sleeper receiver. Okay. Yeah. So. If he's the guy, that offense can produce multiple oh, yeah. multiple elite fantasy Hell, receivers. Definitely. Yeah, they can. You yeah. might be right. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's move on to busts yeah. or uh, yeah, yeah. sell highs. Can I throw Depend. one receiver I really like? Of course. No. Just yeah. one real quick. Yeah. No. Of course. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been saying this for all, all offset. I love D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. in the PPR. Uh, he's young. He's going into his yeah. third season. Um, his was call- he the Blitnikoff winner as well? Was he? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I think he was. Sure. I'm not up to date on anyway. my college football awards, Casey. <laughs> wow. Keep going. I shouldn't have interrupted uh, for that silly, silly no, stat. No, no. Similar to what, what I said about Kenny Galladay, <laughs> that even if he yeah. repeats what he did last year, he's worth his ADP. Yeah. yeah. D.D. Westbrook, same yeah. thing. You can get him in a dynasty league or in a redraft. You can get him from the 8th to 10th round. Sure. And he caught... Uh, he caught 66 balls for 717 yards, five touchdowns last yeah. year. That's not great, mm-hmm. but that was on a terrible team with Blake yeah. Bortles. Uh, that was him. <laughs> so I, I think now you've got him. You've got John DiFilippo coming in, yeah. uh, coming over from the Vikings, who who put up huge numbers with Adam Thielen yeah. last year, put up huge numbers Travis Benjamin with Cleveland several years. But not huge, but well, good Huge numbers, for Travis Benjamin. For yeah. Cleveland, and for Cleveland. For, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, you know, that position, that role is what D.D. Westbrook is going to play there. Nick Foles, anything you want to say about Nick Foles, he's light years more efficient than yeah. Mike Bortles. That's yes. very true. Yes. Uh, he completed over love 70% that, of his passes yeah. last year. The guy can throw a short, intermediate ball. Yeah. John Filippo emphasizes short, yeah. intermediate routes. D.D. Westbrook specializes in short, sure. intermediate routes. Yeah. So I think he's going to catch 100 balls. I think he's going to be a very, yeah. very good uh, PPR receiver. I think he's going to be worth, worth getting. I do not agree with you, but I love the moxie behind it because <laughs> yeah, you, might, you might be all the way in. 100 balls is a lot of fun. Yeah, balls, I think he's going to catch 100 balls. I don't know what. I'm uh, like, I look at that and I, and I can see what you're thinking, but then there's so many kind of receivers that could be good that maybe aren't good, but maybe like, like Westbrook. Like, I think he's going to be great. And what you're saying is makes sense, but I mean, uh, yeah, Keelan Cole is still there, and they they kind of like him, I guess. And DJ Sh- uh, Shark, and Marquise they don't have Lee. a lot. Marquise Lee, yeah, he's been very Marquise productive Lee was the last couple years. Before he got hurt, yeah. we may start the the season on pop. Um, yeah, so, right now he's looking he's looking yeah. there. But yeah, I, guess I like West, DJ Shark too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I guess out of those, at, type of out of those, uh, Westbrook does seem like the most talented for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, the first guy on my bust list, and he's not. The, I don't think he's the biggest bust I have on my list. Uh, is Tyler Lockett. And the only reason I have him on there is because he had a freakishly efficient year last year. Sure. And I don't think he's going to be able to replicate it. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. I think he's still a great receiver. I'm still, if, if you can get him cheap, get him. Yeah. Absolutely get him. He caught 10 touchdowns last year. I don't see it happening. I feel like you're always going to get him cheap. I feel like for some reason. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. I also worry, and, and Brandon and I talked about a little bit about this earlier in the afternoon, is that I feel like the Seahawks are going to be something really stupid. 
And at some point, they're going to throw him back there as a punt returner or a kick returner. He's going to get yeah. his fucking head knocked off. Yeah. It's very possible. Very possible. And, that's been... And Pete Carroll will say, hey, he's day-to-day. He'll be back next week. He's day-to-day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> when he has, like, a, like a career-ending concussion. I'm going to interject a quick Seattle question for you. Oh. DK Metcalf, do you still think he's the, he's going to be the number one receiver for Seattle? Well, I can't answer that. And yeah. the reason is because the Seattle Seahawks don't disclose the severity of their injury the report. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm not hating on the Seattle Seahawks, even though I do a lot. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm not because it's, it's, it's a cue out of the Chip Kelly book when he was yeah. the coach at Oregon is that, you know, uh, I, no comment. Yeah. No comment. No comment. Yeah. There was injuries. Pete Carroll says DK Metcalf's going to be ready for week one. Week yeah. one's two weeks away. He yeah. had a knee scope knee today. So yeah. They say two today. to four. They say two to four weeks for knee scope. Two to four weeks Cleaning means that he... It could be six weeks. Six days. Yeah. I, <laughs> Who knows? No, really? Do I think he's going to be the number one receiver for the end of the year? Uh, or if he misses significant time, no. And he's the guy who's always injured. Mm-hmm. In his past, he's had a big history of that. To be fair... He also his, can't his, catch, but yeah. that's just, you know... <laughs> we don't need to get into that, right? <laughs> He doesn't play the receiver yeah. position well. <laughs> I I do think that long term DK Metcalf is the receiver to get dynasty wise. If you're looking for a breakout one potential, now okay. if you're looking for consistency long term, it's Tyler Lockett. Okay, sure. Hope that answers the question. Okay, I don't know the way it's asked. Do I think he's gonna be the number one receiver this year? No, because no. I don't know how much time he's gonna miss. Because he might miss half the damn year, and he's done that. Yeah. As yeah, far yeah. as number one receiver goes, and then yeah. lock it. There's yeah. nobody else. So, sure. I mean, okay. that's the easy answer, I guess. Okay. Oh, no, Beckham Jr. is fifth. I'm just saying he's fifth on most people's rankings. He's going high. Yeah. The guy misses a lot. He's played 16 yeah. in his last 32 games. He's with the new team right now. Yep. He's Browns on my. He's on my list too. Stink. I just have to, I'll let somebody else worry about Odell Beckham. Sure. I'm. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, definitely not buying him. At I am, all. and that's not even to say that Beckham's gonna have a bad year. No, he may be great. I'm just, little, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just somebody else worry about. Yeah, that. I'm just saying there's only a handful of targets to go around there. There's yeah. a lot of mouths to feed, yeah. and you know what? Jarvis Landry, arguably more consistent. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So also, Amari Cooper only had two good games last year. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 I was. He was on my list. My yeah. Uh, yeah. sell high list. He's also hurt. He's also he also player. has he also has a very overrated quarterback yeah. throwing on the ball. Very true. Uh, uh, we got buying back Prescott, but oh well, because he's worth yeah, because he doesn't he, he doesn't no, cost you anything. Because sure. literally yeah. no one outside of Dallas yeah. believes in him. Doesn't cost you anything, and he runs the ball. So. Uh, the other guy I got on my on my sell list my, is in my bust list is Tyler Boyd. That's exactly what I was going to say. Ah, you talk about that. You talk. About uh, well, with AJ Green out, who could be out at least four at least the four games, the first four games of the season. Yeah, at uh, least. Tyler Boyd has been. It, I, I feel like is a great number two receiver, but yeah. I think I think from what I've read and the stats I've seen is is when AJ Green is out, Tyler Boyd has a pretty rough time being the number one guy. Yeah, uh, whether he's or not, not he's not he's good not enough. Number, no, he's, he's not, not good, good enough, enough to be the number that. one. So, period. There's some teams, people out there that might need a number one receiver that are looking like Tyler Boyd might be the guy. Maybe he'll he'll push himself ahead. You sell it to that team. I think he's he's a sell high right now. Yeah, I sold him. Yeah, I had him in both. I had him in both of our dynasty leagues. Yeah, sure. He's not on my team on other dynasty leagues. Sure. Uh, another guy is Curtis Samuel, and maybe he'll be amazing. Maybe he'll be great. <laughs> he might be, but right now, you know what? People are loving him so much. Can I just say, and, and people are forgetting about DJ Moore. And I love DJ Moore personally, and I would even say it right now if you're if you love DJ Moore and and everything he's done in in like college and and his uh, his athletic profile and such. Like you could, you could maybe even buy DJ Moore a little low, 
Because right now people are loving thinking Sam, uh, Chris Samuel's going to be the number one guy there. No, no doubt. He's, he's going to be a 1,500-yard pass catcher next year, 10 touchdowns, whatnot. And maybe he will be, but sell him right now. Okay, for, first off, no, no one's putting up those kind of numbers in the Carolina offense. No, period. no, no. But Never going to happen. Because uh, Cam's not that good of a quarterback to, 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 to have a guy that's that elite sure. on the outside. Um, I love the moxie. Of you just shitting on all the hype of Curtis Samuel. I love Curtis Samuel too. I, I may have love even it, thrown some offers out there that weren't enough. But I'm not. No, going I love than it. That. I, I think if if you can get Curtis Samuel cheap and you buy the shit out of Curtis Samuel, sure, because the guy runs an amazing route and he's very productive. He's a, he's a good receiver, but don't overpay. He's had some injury do issues. Do not. He's he's do a guy you do not overpay for because it. right now you'd just be listening to the hype of the preseason exactly. as well. Preseason in camp and exactly. I I still and like DJ more. More. <laughs> First off, I'm not out. buying anyone in that offense outside of Christian McCaffrey until I know for certain that Cam's shoulder is fine. Mm-hmm. All the reports say it's fine, but until I see it, sure. I'm not. And first off, Cam's never had great receiver. I mean, he's had talent on the outside. He's never had a great receiver numbers wise. Yeah. Cam's not the kind of guy who just flings the ball all over the field, right? So let's pump the brakes on DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel being. 1,500-yard, 15-touchdown type guys because mm-hmm. neither one of them is going to be that period. Like They both might be very efficient. They both might be pushing 1,000 yards yeah. if Cam's healthy mm-hmm. and if all those targets get away from McCaffrey and go that way. Maybe. I mean, you're more versed on this because you're a Panthers fan. So why don't you talk I'm, about it, Brandon? I'm a casual Panthers fan. So The my, best kind. The best kind. My opinion on DJ Moore <laughs> and Curtis Samuel is directly relative to their ADP because... It has fluctuated for both of them dramatically over the past year. So I was way in on Curtis Samuel a couple months ago when he was going in the 10th, 11th round, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's going at DG Moore, DJ Moore level in like that 5th round area. And now I'm like, okay, that hype train's a little too fast for me. Uh, in fact, I wrote an article about how much I like Curtis Samuel. But again, that was before... You made the hype so train, you right? asshole. <laughs> I know. I you do. did I this. Part my fault. <laughs> you and uh, every single... like. Thing I've seen about like Cam Newton hits Curtis Samuel for a deep throw today. He's gonna be the number one, no doubt. Yeah. That 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 being said, I think DJ Moore is gonna have a thousand yards. I think Curtis Samuel is gonna have ten touchdowns. Sure, that's how I think that's gonna play out. I think they're both gonna be good. I think, so and too. neither one is yeah. gonna be as good as yeah. everyone wants them. to I don't be. think there's gonna yeah. be a clear number yeah. one. And okay. my, yeah, and my problem with DJ Moore, and I love DJ Moore. He was my favorite receiver coming out of that draft. I love his target share in Mar- at Maryland. The fact that he had such trash thrown to him, yeah. and yet was still so productive. Maryland I, does that, dude. Yeah, yeah. they, they put out. I mean, like Stefan Diggs was Stephon a Maryland Diggs guy. Was great, yeah. Uh, so I loved more, but I, you know, he cost like a fourth round pick, and that's that's too high because I agree with you. I don't yeah. think that Carolina offense, and I'm higher on Cam than you in general, but I don't think that Carolina I own offense the guy. is made. <laughs> yeah, I own the asshole, so like I should be high. <laughs> I don't think it's made to put up elite top ten wide receiver numbers though. Yeah. So I agree with you. I yeah. I love Curtis Samuel, but I love him a lot more when he's a sleeper mm-hmm. and not so much when he's got all the hype behind yeah. him that he does. Yep, I agree. All right. What else we got? Anybody, Anybody else, else on the bus list there? Uh, or by low or, or so high, whatever you want to call it. I guess kind of Chris Godwin. He's he's also kind of the same as Samuel. Uh, he's had a lot of hype, and I think he's going to be a great receiver, but he's still he's going to be the number two, no doubt. I mean, Mike Evans is number one there. It depends on the ADP, I think. And, and I guess. Where, where yeah, he's being drafted at. Yeah. I think that... I, Another guy I loved when you could get him in the seventh yeah. round. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Brandon's, Brandon and I, I mean, 
all day long because Brandon and I work together. Uh, we we talk fantasy football all day long when we're you know avoiding work, and, <laughs> sure. which is often, which is often. And um, so I'm very high on Chris Godwin. I think he's a very talented receiver. I'm not selling the farm to get him. No, definitely not. I no. think a lot of people might no, be. No, I think he's going to have a really, really mm-hmm. productive and really efficient fantasy wor- year sure. under wor- Arians and that offense. But again, you got to remember, Jameis the- Winston throwing the ball. Sure, at that end, I, Evans is going to get a lot. Of, is going to get a lot of targets, and OG Howard sure seems like he's going to get a lot of targets. My, my, well. my I issue- know, I know you. My you only care issue about there, Arians is offenses and yeah. the passes. Like the tight end is never relevant. That's my but, only issue. But I think OJ Howard's a guy that's like, I don't think Arians is dumb enough to, to not work him in somehow. Even if it changes offense a little bit. I mean, who are, who, who did he have in the past? Heath Miller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, but I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think to be OJ fa- Howard's to be a guy fair, that you can't just ignore. Yeah. yeah to be to be yeah. fair, OJ Howard and Heath Miller are not the same type of player. Absolutely. Yeah. No. no they're they're I, very I different. Just types of another because yeah. he was a Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But but, but yeah. you're right. I agree with you. Um. No. I I, th- I think Godwin's gonna. I mean, Godwin will get his because the, sure. Yeah. Evans. I, I can see Evans having two or three weeks off the top, like right at the beginning of the schedule, where Winston just chucks in the ball and it works and it's great. And then he's going to start getting more attention. He already has a lot of attention. Sure. He's Mike Evans. He's, you know, massive. He made Johnny Manziel look like a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he won Johnny Manziel a Heisman Trophy yeah. at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Because all Manziel did was run around in circles like a goddamn idiot, like a chicken with his head cut off in mm-hmm. the backfield. Yeah. Chuck the ball up with a prayer. Yeah. And, and Mike Evans was bigger it. than everybody and came down with it. Yeah. Love Mike Evans. Right? Yeah. Well, I think Goodwin might even be good for Mike Evans. Yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think Godwin's going to have a great year. Got it. Yeah, I, I I really do. I think he's having a great year. Yeah. I th- I think just, the yeah. the average draft position. We keep talking ADP is way too high for this guy. Yeah, I think because he has a lot of hype on him. He hasn't done it yet. I keep saying that over and over on all these podcasts. It's like you can you can you can project these guys, but like a lot of times projections fall flat, mm-hmm. and sometimes they hit hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, like Matt Breida last year, people were. On the Breida train at the beginning of the year, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, I'm a Niners fan, I don't think it's gonna happen. He he popped, he had a great year, yeah. right? Godwin might have that kind of year, but again, it's it's a it's Arians in a new team with an offense that hasn't been amazing. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, let's see. They still they don't have, no, they have game. no running game. They yeah. still have no running game. Yeah. So this might be a moot point. This might I mean, to be fair, Arians when he was in Arizona didn't have much running game either. I mean, David Johnson at the end of that that run. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Sure. You're high on Godwin. You, on your podcast, Brandon, made the argument that they, that Tampa Bay has the top three, as if you look at a three-receiver uh, a set. I don't know how you exactly framed it. I forget the way you, you said it. It was very Pass eloquent. catchers. Pass yeah, catchers. N- n- and very basically eloquent. Basically not running backs. <laughs> basically not running backs. So basically not running backs. You said Tampa Bay is as good as anyone in the NFL. Yeah. I think right. so. I, I right. mean, you can make arguments because you're saying you're saying Evans, Godwin, yeah. Howard, right? Yeah. Which which I argue against wholeheartedly. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, with multiple teams. But I, I don't know how you feel about this, mm-hmm. Casey. But I, like I I don't think Godwin's there yet. I don't think OJ Howard's there yet. I think Mike Evans is drastically underrated as a receiver. I think yeah, I yeah, I don't know if they're not there yet. I think Evans is underrated as a receiver. I think he's easily their number one target. I think both of those guys are gonna take a step forward. Yeah. But it's gonna take a lot of pressure off Evans as well. Uh so I just don't like how 
expensive Godwin maybe right now, especially yeah. in the dynasty league. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are willing to like pay a lot to to acquire him on their team. I think I think if you're looking at the option between Chris Godwin and Curtis Samuel, I think you're crazy if you don't go Chris Godwin. I think yeah, I agree. I think Godwin has a significantly higher upside than Curtis Samuel. Mm, I don't know if I don't know if it's significant. Well, it's it's ADP. It's it's that's the thing. I'm taking Samuel there because Samuel's available two rounds later. Sure, that's it. So Godwin Godwin's being drafted like he's already a top twenty receiver, and yeah. so exactly to your point, mm-hmm. we haven't yeah. seen it yet. I love Godwin when he's going as a projection, right? But when he's going as a known commodity, which is what his ADP has done, yeah. then I'm less interested. So he had a great year last year as the fourth guy. Yeah. In Tampa. Yeah. He, the fourth guy. It, it was a good year. It, it was, was Evans, it was yeah. Jackson, it was Humphreys, and it was him. Yeah. yeah. He was the fourth guy. Mm-hmm. He had a great and year. And Howard is still there. But he was, but he and Howard. Hurt. And great. Yeah. I mean, honestly. They're like, both, they, yeah. You know, you're expecting, people are expecting Godwin to step in that second role. Like, it's no big deal and have elite numbers. And I just don't, yeah. I, I think he's going to flirt. I think he's going to flirt with it. I don't know if he gets there. Yeah, he might. Yeah. He might not. I, I, I don't see it necessarily. I just the other guys that are available where he's being drafted. I just I'd rather I'd rather go yeah, that guys. route. You know? yeah. And like yeah. you said, trade the value too. People yeah. are trading a lot for him. Yes, they so, are. So I'm yeah. with you in that regard. Yeah. Uh, we talk about hype. Uh, Post hype yeah. guy that I like is Robbie Anderson. Oh uh, yeah. Um, on my list as well. He's on your list. Yeah. I don't mean to jump on you. No, 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 no. Uh, I have a really long list. I was he's gaining a lot of traction right now. Is he? So he is, but it's not enough round right now. Yeah, it should be. I don't. Think, I don't think it's enough as it should be. I think he's he, he's kind of proven that he can do it already. He was in spurts. In spurts. He, he gets injured yeah. for a season. Uh, and then, but then you also wonder about quarterback play. Uh, so when Darnold like, picked it up toward the end of last season, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not a Darnold guy. I think Darnold is. I think my main draft notes on him were Sam Darnold is very meh. Yeah, I think that's kind of been my thing, and I still think that. But yeah. he showed an ability to get the ball downfield mm-hmm. last year at yeah. the end of the season. Man. And Robbie Anderson yeah. averaged almost ten targets, and he scored three touchdowns yeah. over his past four games yep. last year. Yeah. So at his ADP, totally buying Robbie yep. Anderson as a post type sleeper, and you can get him in dynasties pretty cheap because we sure. kind of forgot about him. Yep. Also, for those of you believing in contract year guys, yeah. Robbie Anderson's probably looking at the contract Tyrell Williams just signed sure. and saying next year Absolutely. I can easily go out and say I'm the best receiver on the market sure. and get that kind of money. And I'll think, say right now Robbie Anderson's a better receiver than Tyrell Williams. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Period. Absolutely. In every metric yeah. you can throw out there he yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I'm not as low as Dar- on Darnold as a lot of people are. I think yeah. Darnold's going to actually be a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah. I think he's uh, fine. I... I I think he looks like a doofus. <laughs> he looks like the guy from The Incredibles, right? He looks like the guy from The Incredibles, yes. He looks like a doofus, but you know what? He he actually came on pretty well at the end of last year. The, the doofus track record isn't bad. Andrew Luck, probably the biggest <laughs> doofus face I've oh, seen. Oh, chin beard? Yeah, oh, right? Man. Matt Stafford looks like a pretty Eli big Eli Manning kind of looks like a doofus sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole Eli Manning is like the whole Manning family. family. Yeah. <laughs> Including Archie. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, Archie. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's what I'm, I'm coming on the Gracious Losers podcast <laughs> to pick a fight with the entire Manning family. That's Come right. at me, bro. Yeah, that's handle. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you, Archie. <laughs> Old ass man. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but doofus quarterbacks work, man. Yeah, I guess so. like yeah. year after year after yeah. year, it, you get some goofy looking asshole quarterbacks. You want a good quarterback? Harvard, find a doofus. That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we move on to tight ends? Tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got three boomers on this one and three busts, so right. I don't know how you look at it. But uh, my biggest boom on this one is Austin Hooper. 
Okay. And yeah. This is this is interesting because Dirk Cotter's back in Dirk Cutter's back is in Atlanta, and he doesn't usually use tight end. Austin Hooper's a really good tight end. Yeah. I think he's very underrated. I think you can actually get him at a very decent price in redraft and dynasty leagues. And yeah. I think he's gonna put up really good numbers. Sure. I can, so I can see that. I, yeah. I I think he's as I think he eats into a little bit of uh, Mohamed Sanu's uh target share. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of mouths so, to feed. I mean you got Julio, you have Sanu, you have Ridley, you have Hooper. Yep. Uh and you have Freeman. So um, but you lose Coleman. You lose Coleman. I I don't know if that that all goes to Hooper. Well, I mean, or if I, it gets spread. To the biggest Hooper, the to biggest thing Ridley, there is you lose Sarkeesian. Yeah, you lose you lose the worst offensive coordinator yeah. in the history. So of the NFL. maybe it's good. Yeah, you know Steve Sarkeesian, who couldn't stay sober enough on the yeah. sideline to keep any fucking job in college football, yeah. and somehow got hired as the offensive coordinator in the Atlanta Falcons in the yeah. NFL. That was pretty it's, crazy. It's incre- incredible yeah. to me. Um, the guy is 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 just a, a a nut job. He has no idea what he's doing. He's yeah. been he's been less than successful everywhere he's been, including Atlanta. Yeah. He was an offensive coordinator. Yeah. So Dirk Cutter's back there, and yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I think the offense hums. I think Austin Hooper has a good year now. Uh, it depends on how you qualify a good year. Yeah, I see him catching a lot of touchdowns. Okay, not a lot of yards, not a lot of catches, yeah. but I see him catching a lot of touchdowns. I can see that in the red zone. So, what do you got? Uh, I like Chris Herndon yeah. uh, for several reasons. One, he really flashed last year, and he's a rookie. And it's really impressive when rookie tight ends can produce in, in their rookie year. I agree. Rookie tight ends. You know what I, I agree. mean? I uh, agree. And he's suspended for the first four games. So I f- yeah, he is. Uh, so I f- PDs, motherfucker. So I feel like in... <laughs> I, I don't know your roster size in a redraft, whether or not you draft him or not. But I feel like maybe no one would even draft him. You could find him on the wire. Mm. Or you draft him in your last couple rounds and stash him. Uh, it's dynasty. I feel uh, the same. Like you could probably throw an offer out to the guy to a team that it might be tight end needy, mm-hmm. and you get a tight end who could be really good for a long time. Who had a pretty good connection with. The um, only worry I have there is whether Darnold, now that he has two possession slot style receivers, sure, and Anunwa and Crowder, yeah. If some of those targets from Herndon go away might. as a security, but and Le'Veon Bell, but I'm just for saying, matter, like, honestly, he he could be a guy who's almost free in in redraft and who's probably very very cheap. I why not throw? Why not take a chance? Because I think he, I think you get him you cheap. Saw, you saw what he can do. You saw you know yeah as a rookie. I agree. Brandon, what do you got? So with tight end, I'm either getting the top three guys, which is Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle, who I'm yeah. buying all of them. I think they're all good. Or I'm passing over that second tier, which is O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, and Evan Ingram, yeah. and I'm just value bargain hunting late. So sure. one of the guys I'm grabbing is Will Disley because he costs literally nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grabbing him and I'm pairing him up in Dynasty with guys like Delaney Walker, who mm-hmm. may be a yeah. one-year rental, yeah. but he costs nothing. Marcus Mariota uses him, coming off an injury. I love Delaney Walker. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be great. So him, and then somebody like Jordan Reed or Will Disley, who yeah. has a lot of ability if they stay healthy, which is I know is a big if. Yeah. But if they stay healthy, again, they cost nothing. So you get those guys, and you kind of tag-team the position. That's what I've been doing. Disley yeah. yeah. had two touchdowns in four games last year towards Patel tendon. Healthy right now. Uh, all the camp buzz is positive if you trust that. Yeah. Uh, so he's somebody I'm I'm going after uh, when I'm bargain shopping. Yeah, I agree. I like what you said about Jordan Reed though, because yeah. if 
if it's, a, it's mm-hmm. the biggest, it, it might be the one, biggest if is what we talked about. He doesn't about. get one more concussion. And is, yeah, you know, but he done. costs nothing. Yeah, he but costs he, nothing he costs when he nothing. Plays, he's yep. a, a great tight end. He's probably when the he, best receiving option in Washington. Yeah. We talked about yeah. how he is, he is yeah. far and away the best yep. receiver on that Redskins team. When healthy, if you take the concussions away, he arguably is one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, it's right? true. It's true. He, I used um, to always say he's Aaron Hernandez without the murder. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Casey's chuckle out of the background. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I've been a Jordan Reed believer for a while, and uh, it, it kills me that he there, – there was the hit in the Dallas game, the Thanksgiving game last year, where he got straight up helmet with a helmet. It was gnarly. It was gnarly, and they didn't call flag. Yeah. And it's just like it's, – it's crap like that that really kills me because these, these guys are – not doing anything wrong and they're getting hit helmet to helmet. Yeah. You know, and it's killing their career. And it's killing their lives, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again. Um, it sucks, man. It, it's it's rough. Um, you, you guys talked a little bit about uh, the first-year tight ends when Casey talked about Chris Herndon uh, having a good impact. I like Mark Andrews. I, I was going to bring up Mark Andrews. I love Mark Andrews. Okay, I, good. I, I actually think he's he's starting to fly up boards. Yeah. So he's starting to not be as cheap. But he seems to be the only guy in Baltimore that has like a legit rapport with yeah. Lamar Jackson. I don't like Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Yeah. I, I, I I'm, out, I'm completely out yeah. on Hayden Hurst. So. I loved Hurst coming out. Yeah, I, me I'm too. I'm certainly soured on him now because solely because I think Mark Andrews is the guy there. And I, I agree. Yeah, totally. If if I can get Mark Andrews late, if I can get him in double-digit rounds, uh, I'm absolutely confident going in with him as my primary tight end and then hoping to strike gold on some other guys later. I think Lamar Jackson has a better passing year than people think. I agree. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I like Lamar um, Jackson. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be a 4,000-yard passer. No, that's not his Because game. that's not their offense. That's not, yeah, that's not Mark Roman. That's not their offense at all. But I think they're going to use Andrews a lot. Yeah. They're going to use Hollywood Brown. They're going to use Willie Sneed. They're going to use, I think it's Chris Moore. Chris Moore, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to spread the ball around. No one's going to be amazing. Mm-mm. Mark Andrews, My, uh, Mark Andrews is their best red zone target. Yeah, he's and he's going to be. And Miles Boykin is yeah. kind of a a guy they like. Who's that? Like they do. Boykin? They do. The kid, oh, yeah. kid yeah. from Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. They like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. So this camp I, has been good. Mark Ingram's going to catch the ball for them too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think that team's really good. And so and I just, really just, Hill. just Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Justice Hill's a good yeah. player. I I mean we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like I think they're the second best team in that that division. Yeah. I know you're higher on the Browns than me, and you might be completely right. Well, I've, like the more I'm thinking about, it, the more I'm starting to like. I'm not. Yeah, maybe the Browns I'm definitely not sour on the Browns, but but the more like just like you, the more I'm thinking about it, I feel like Baltimore could be pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I, I picked them to win that division. I yeah. think I did. I, I think like I think you did too in your your preview. I I worry a little bit about their defense, but not yeah. here there. They're still plug and play at the linebacker position. I think yeah. if they can get any production for as far as a pass rush goes, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. So, the other the other tenant I have, and I think. I'm assuming he's on your list is Noah Fant. I yeah uh, for rookie tight ends. Yeah, I guess by well, you think so he's gonna I think he's burst? gonna have a massive year. Okay. And the reason I think is because Denver doesn't have a lot of receivers. Yeah. And they're gonna use him as a receiver. Sure. They, they didn't draft him to block. No, they didn't. Be did an not. inline blocker. Yeah. No, that's not he what he is. does. He's gonna line up a lot in the yeah. slot. He's gonna line up in the slot. Yeah. He is gonna be a great target for Flacco, who has historically used the tight end yeah. very efficiently. Yep. And I think Noah Fant has a massive year. He will be the best fantasy option year one 
of all the rookie all tight the ends. I could see that. Long term, maybe Hawkinson. I think you could talk me into Hawkinson. But the guy's going to be know yet. used everywhere. He's going to be used as a blocker. He's going to be used Hawkinson. That is so. So Hawkinson's going to be a better pro. Fantasy production fan could Hawkinson's going to be a better be. pro for sure. <laughs> yeah. Fan's going to be a better fantasy producer. Definitely, day one, and it could for be sure. Yeah. I like Fant um, a lot. I like Fant. I think I, has, I, I like, was always pretty a little higher on Fant uh, in my dynasty leagues than I was on Hawkinson, just because of that. That a, exact reason Fant is going to be used as just a receiver. It's the offense. Now, yeah. to be fair, I think Hawkinson does get some good looks because oh no doubt Daryl Bevel used the tight end definitely in an efficient I'm manner, even, and he always has when he was in Seattle. Uh, but I think Noah Fant puts up really good numbers. I think Denver. The more I've, I've been thinking about it, the more I think Denver might. If the defense struggles at all, that, that team might end up finishing last in the list. Yeah. And that, that's a shame because the Raiders have no business being higher than last. Yeah. But who, who do you got? Because I. You're talking. You looked at me like I was crazy by, when I said no, a fan at first. So no, like, no, no. Uh, we've all, we've kind of talked about when I. Uh, Mark Andrews was on my list as well, yeah, which good, we talked about. Good. So uh, we're all, we're all and, agreeing and Mark bit, Andrews is great. Yes. So. Uh, uh, Joku, because. It's, I think this is his third year now, and he he's yeah. he's oh he, from the very start of his career he's been uh, valued very high in the dynasty and dynasty community mostly, and he, I, he's gone way down because he hasn't he hasn't been playing that well he because he has two fists for hands. Sure, uh, but 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 you hear that tight ends always take three to four years to really pull it together. Whether or not that's going to be him or not, maybe he'll get. His hand issued together, but he was always been he's always been valued so high, and he was so productive in college. I think he's a tight end in dynasty, especially that you could probably buy pretty low at this point. I think a lot of people have soured on his game, and maybe and and maybe you could get him for a pretty decent price. And even if it doesn't work out, it wouldn't kill you. In the in the framework of of ADP and buy low, then I think yes. Yeah, uh, I think if you're looking for a tight end to, to be your starter going forward Probably for many now. years, because there's a lot, there's a uh, lot of uh, mouths to feed there, and he doesn't seem like he's the best option at this. I point. think he's the odd man out because he can't catch the football yeah. consistently. Um, but well, but, but, could, but he Ebron might turn couldn't either, and he had a pretty big year last year. That's true. I don't know how much of that scheme and how much of that's him. I I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see what kind of year Ebron puts up this yeah. year. Yeah, you got to think at least a little regression just based on how efficiently he scored. Yeah, how many like touchdowns. It's the it's the Tyler Lockett yeah. thing. Is mm-hmm. that I think yeah. he's going to get he's going to get more targets because he was so efficient last year. Sure. But the tar- the touchdowns go down. Yeah. yeah. Also, right. luck is a big factor, right? Because oh, yeah. that doesn't use oh, the God. tight end in the same way. And luck yeah. is might be the most efficient tight end. Yeah. User we've seen. He always so, has been. He was. Yeah. He always had always two has, tight ends. They yeah. always he he made Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen look like pro bowls. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, who, he who he made Jack Doyle. He around. made Jack Doyle and yeah. uh, who was the other? Or, he, I think Ebron. <laughs> was it Ebron? Yeah. Ebron yeah. and Doyle last year. So. Well, that that was last year, but even before Doyle, it was Doyle and uh, before Fleener was gone, it was. Wasn't it Allen? It might have been. I don't know why I hate Dwayne Allen I think it's, so it was much, last but year I just can't stand the guy. Was it last year or the year before in our Dynasty League? It might have been the year before. Dwayne Allen, I think, got picked up by five different teams yeah. at some point. I think I was one of them. Were you one of them? Yeah, yeah it so. was just funny because, I, I don't know. Dwayne, he had that one good year, a couple of yeah. years. And then we all thought lightning in the bottle. Everyone kept, nope. He went to New England, I think. Yeah, that's like, why. Because everyone yeah, was like, who's for, the next Aaron Hernandez? That's, that's the thing is, like, yeah. every tight end that gets picked up by New England, everyone goes crazy. Like, Same uh, thing this year. Everyone's Austin like, Safarian Jenkins yeah. got who's picked the, up for 
a little bit and they cut him like right away, yeah. but everyone picked him up. Well, they should have cut him because he's, I mean, he's yeah. a horrible human being. Yeah, he so. is. Not a great tight end either. Uh, New England, they're not going to use his tight end at all anymore. No, no. But, yeah. they've, they've, they've shifted from using the tight end to using multiple running backs and, and sure. slot guys. And yeah. just, they just, they just, uh, Belichick's a goddamn genius. Yeah, and Belichick if they don't have a no talent at the tight end, to, they're not going to utilize it. They they, know they're, they're utilizing doing. the talent they have. So should we talk about uh, busts or yeah. so highs or whatnot? Number one bust, without a doubt, is Jared Cook. <laughs> yeah, well, and I've I been can't, waiting to hear I this. I can't even put in the words how much I, I dislike Jared Cook. All right. <laughs> so, I'm so uh, just I don't even care one way or the other. I'm so, very curious to hear this. You guys are going to sway me. I know it. I, I, I'm going to try to form an argument on this podcast that is different from the argument that Brandon Put on his podcast, okay. because yeah. it essentially is the exact same argument. So sure. I need to figure out a way to, to I articulate it. Our argument, just throwing it right now in a different so, way. So yeah. Jared Cook is great if you gamble on the right week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the best way I can put Jared Cook's talent. He is a big body, should be an elite player, and he's not. Yeah, and every year he's pretty old too. Every year people are down on him. Mm-hmm. And then week three, week two, week one, week six, somewhere in that the beginning of the year, he has ten he catches, has, 160 yards. He has a stupid great like game. Yeah. So, so here's the deal: is he had some great games last year for the Raiders. Okay, the Raiders, for some reason, decided that they were never going to throw the ball to Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and they had no other receivers. Jordy yeah. Nelson had the one big game. He was he was he was done. He was playing on on two bad hamstrings yeah. and a bad ACL. He, yeah, and That's still to be did fine. To, to his credit, he actually put up decent numbers for being a, basically a broken human being out there. So I mean, yeah, like, yeah. good on you, Jordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and also like kudos to the Packers for retiring his number and doing the whole thing that mm-hmm. they're doing. That's fucking yeah. cool. But it is. Um, Dude, Jared Cook sucks. He's just not a good player. I can't even like. I can't even articulate yeah. and form an argument to why I don't like him. I can just tell you he's not a player you want to own, especially in a dynasty format. And if he is, if you do own him, hold him as tight as you can until he hits that one big and week, sell. and then sell him for yeah. the fucking farm because some idiot is going to be like Jared Cook is the answer. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Drew Brees hasn't utilized a tight end in New England or New England in New Orleans the way that he did with Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Because he hasn't had a good tight end there. Kobe Fleener was fantastic in Indianapolis. Yeah. And he went to New Orleans and was a scrub. He's out of the league now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Um they've had no one else with talent go into that position. Jared Cook has the most talent they've had in a while in that position. I back to what I was saying, I think Brees takes a step back. Part of that's that Jared Cook can't help him. Sure. Jared Cook is drastically overdrafted every format, period. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brandon can go off far more than I can about this. <laughs> he has years of score. Yeah. So. Uh, essentially the same thing. I, so I used to write an article for, uh, for 4 for 4 weekly uh, during the season that was basically the waiver wire article. Basically, here's who's available, here's who you should mm-hmm. grab, here's how much you should pay. Uh, in, in free agency auction budget. So I, I, I used to do that. And my number one question I used to get was how much should I buy Jared Cook for? 
And my answer was always, you should run away from Jared Cook. You should not spend money on Jared Cook. Yeah. And I'd get criticized for it. And and it was because the two weeks a year he did well, yeah. everyone would be like, I thought you yeah. didn't like Jared Cook. Like, right? Yeah. Jared Cook had a career year last year. Yeah. His best season by far of his career. He had six touchdowns. He had five good games. He had eight trash games. And he had a couple middling games, right? So, it, Baller. I, Baller. That's the way Cook is. That's what Cook <laughs> will do to you, is you will miss starting him mm-hmm. when he has 120 yards and two touchdowns. And then for four weeks, you'll have him in your lineup where he gets 20 yards and three catches. And then you'll stop, you'll give up, and then two weeks later, he'll blow up again yeah. and uh, sitting on your bench. Yeah. So and you don't want that. Yeah. So you don't I, want, I, I you don't want consistency want at tight end, yeah. even if it's even if it's a, like a tight end ten consistency. You yeah. want you don't want the boomer bust. Yeah, and, yeah. and no. he's thirty one. No. he's yeah. thirty one at this so point. So he's going to be done soon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm selling everything I oh, ever sure. have. Yeah. I certainly don't own any Jared Cook stock. If I found yeah. some in like the gutter somewhere, <laughs> which is where I assume all Jared Cox, uh, Jared, Cox. <laughs> all Jared, Jared Cox is Cook. in the gutter. We don't yeah. all Jared Cook uh, stock. We know I, I'm assuming comes from the gutter <laughs> sure. somewhere in the depths of hell. But yeah, I, I, I have very few like hard fast fantasy rules. One of them is never trust Jared Cook. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Cool. I'm waiting for All the right. counter argument. Every case he brought up, Brian Jared Cook. No, 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 no. no. I, I never had a counter argument to this because Thank I was ne- I'd have never had Jared Cook in any league. Maybe it's even because of that reason. I just didn't like really think of it mm-hmm. that much. That I probably just saw that and was like, "No, I'm not touching him." I, and I never, to, I never, to be fair. And, and over the years, I probably just have just glossed over Jared Cook. But 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 now you guys have been talking. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, that makes to sense. To be fair, right? last year I offered a seventh round pick for him. <laughs> Okay, that's and it was denied. And I was I like, would "Well, imagine. that's that's I a smart deny- decision, sir." Even if I had Cook, I would deny that as well. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I yeah, probably. I'm just saying, Jared Cook is the kind of guy who drives all the way to the front, sure, right when you're in traffic, and drives all the way in the front and past, and goes yeah. into the shoulder a little bit and inches his way in. Yep. Yeah, that's Jared Cook. Jared, yeah. the guy is a jerk. That's all. I have to <laughs> the say. guy doesn't understand how to zipper yeah. zipper merge. That's man. right. Yeah. He, just, yeah, he he ruined, gets in, gets in everyone's way. That right? fucking guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So I'll Who go into my, it, myself. <laughs> I is, it's very similar to Mahomes. Uh, we'll kind of bring it back around in that way. It's Kittle, only because oh. we've seen oh. almost, you, you could say you've seen Kittle's peak. And, right? I think, I think you probably have, possibly. And you can get a lot for Kittle right now, being a, being a and if you have, if you have on your, this is mostly Dynasty, this isn't really redraft. Um, you could probably get a lot for a tight end. And if you have a lot of depth on your bench, why would you not get a lot for him if, if somebody offered you a bunch? I don't I'm, disagree. I'm talking like, I'm talking like a Austin Hooper. Like you get Austin Hooper, or you get uh, whatever tight end you might really like, like an Ingram. Maybe you are okay with Ingram, and then you get a couple firsts. You, you get uh, maybe a buy low like a, like a Royce Freeman. Maybe you like Royce Freeman. You get him thrown in there. I do like um, Royce Freeman. So why not do that? And but I'm not saying go out there and just sell Kittle really quick. I say put Kittle out there and see what people might offer you. Because some people would be like, "Yes, I love Kittle. I'll take him right now." And you you know what you get with Ertz because Ertz has been doing it for a while. You know what you get with Kelsey. He's been doing it for a long time as well. Uh, you would say that with Gronk a few years back. You know what you get with him. You know you're gonna get this production each year. I miss but, Gronk. But you don't quite. I mean, there's a chance Kittle might not be as good as he is last year. Was last year. 
That's just what yeah. I think. That's yeah. what I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, there's a chance that Travis Kelsey slips on a banana peel and breaks his fucking neck, too. But you don't know. I'm just I mean, saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, it, it's, it's, a point, it's a point where you can get... you can you can just like I said with Mahomes, like I said earlier, yeah. you can get a lot for Kittle and it could I don't make disagree. your team better. I do not disagree. I don't But I'm fault, not just selling him. I'm not just throwing I him out there. I don't fault anyone who shops George Kittle at this point. But I will say that with all the disarray that is the San Francisco wide receiver core right sure. now and the, the, the uncertainty from all the beat writers saying who's who's here and who's there and who's yeah. going to be wherever, and the uncertainty about how Garoppolo is Garoppolo back? Is he yeah. okay? Is Mullins going to be the guy? It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. George Kittle's the best player on that team. Sure, period. Definitely, he's a freak. Iowa makes good tight ends. And he's very young. Um, I I don't see him getting any worse. No, probably now, not. No, no. Will his numbers be? Let's say will his numbers team. be as high as last year? Maybe probably not. not. But let's say you have a team like that has Kelsey and who's nervous. What's well, Kelsey thirty and he gets he gets injured a lot. Mm-hmm. So let's say let's say you have there's a team that offers you like a Kelsey and something else. Are you gonna take that right for Kittle? Yeah, depends on what the something else is. I'm not talking something else like. Some random like fifth rounder. Oh, I, I, I mean, just like some, I think, some I think it all depends. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's case specific. George Kittle's young. I feel like he's, he's a guy who could get you a pretty good haul if you really, if if someone really liked him, and he could and, be, and it could be a pretty. You could do that. I feel like almost any league you could probably get some, find someone that could yeah. give you something pretty good. Yeah, could be. I, I I'm I'm still buying the Kittle stock. I think he's really good. Sure. Like I I I think he. There, there, there's a good argument in my mind, at least as a Niner homer, that he surpasses Ertz as the second best tight end in the league. Very well, could. Fisher. I could be way. That off. brings me to my other tight end, who I would sell is Dallas Goddard. Oh, I'm, I'm only because absolutely off board with this. Really? Here we go. Only because yes. there's so much there, along with Ertz, along with the running game, along with the re- the receivers they have, which they don't have a ton, but they they have Jackson now, and they have. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I think he's a guy that people think are gonna, is going to get a lot of targets, but I don't see it really. I think he is. You think so? Yeah, I think, okay. I, I think there's not that many targets for Deshaun Jackson. I think there's not that many targets for our Sega White side. I think Nelson Aguilar is a goddamn afterthought in that offense. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. So I, I, th- I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I think Doug Peterson's not as dumb as people think he is. Okay. He's going he's gonna to spread the ball around the Ertz and Goddard. Okay. Godert, Godair, Godair. I think it's Goddard. But Goddard. Goddard. No one knows. That, that, know that's how it is. I don't know if I've heard it. I don't know if I've heard it. I think we have three different pronunciations. Yeah. I'm wondering, nice. I wonder who. I feel yeah. like there was a point where they they said his name out loud when he fumbled the ball on a Sunday night football Godard. game last Godard. year. Yeah. That's who, how much of the Eagles knows? I watched yeah. last year because I hate the fucking Eagles. Eagles, man. Godair sounds fancier though. It does. Godair sounds like he could get a touchdown and then teach you how to make like a really good bouillabaisse. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It sounds like a shitty French wine. Yeah. Right. You pay too much money for it. I'll have the Godair, the 2016 Godair. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a terrible year, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, year. it's a bad year. My bad. My bad. Any more busts we have, fellas? What uh, do you got, Brandon? Let's talk. Uh, I'm going to say OJ Howard. I oh, like OJ okay. Howard. I think he's a good player. I think yeah. he's going to be really good, but he's being drafted like he's George Kittle, and sure. I don't think he's there. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be 
I think he's going to put up really good, solid, like, top 12 tight end numbers. Sure. But yeah. not top five tight end numbers. And so that's where I am with him. So okay. I'm selling Howard because he you can get a lot for him. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Kittle. I, I, get, I actually agree with all your arguments on Kittle. I just, the only thing that kind of is the stickler is he's 25. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the best player on that team. Yeah. He did it with two quarterbacks. Sure. And he only had five touchdowns, which makes me think he's got room to grow. I guess, yeah. I guess I'm just saying, like, but I don't the, the touchdowns for sure. Yeah. The I touchdowns five is, is pretty low for mm-hmm. a tight end. But I, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's somebody out there that's, like, totally oh, in love with him. You're absolutely and, and right. And don't be the guy who is like, I'm never selling Kittle. Yeah. I'm never selling him. If you get that offer... Yeah, if somebody offers me Mike Evans in a yeah. first next year or yeah. something crazy like sure. that, yeah. all in. Yeah. yeah, but I do like Kittle. I, yeah. I, I am yeah. buying him definitely, as a, yeah. and I am kind of a, a proponent of the idea that because tight end is such a scarce position, sure. it's nice having have an elite top. player gives you gives you yeah. like an extra burst if you definitely. have a legitimately elite sure. player. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, like this goes to any kind of any sport you play fantasy in is that as an owner, you should make everyone available. Definitely, yeah. yeah. For the right that's, price. And that's the frustrating thing because a lot of owners don't make everyone available. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, in, in basketball, I would sell Giannis if it was the right price. Sure. In baseball, I would sell... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say the wrong guy here, but I'm going to say Ronald Acuna because I'm a Braves fan. But if if someone offered me the, the moon for Ronald Acuna, then if, hell yeah, yeah, take him, mm-hmm. take him off my hands. I'll take you know three great assets. No one should be off base yeah. except far... Damian Lillard. Let's be let, we. I can say this <laughs> about friends, right? We're not yeah. trading Damian Lillard. <laughs> Listen, if someone offers me Giannis straight up for Lillard, it's true. I'm um, going to think about it for at least 48 hours. <laughs> I'm going to say I need more. Decision. I yeah. need more. <laughs> Uh, real quick before we move on to whatever, but one last ti- one last tight end thing is yeah, Evan, yeah, yeah. Evan, this is a question is Evan Ingram. What do you all think about him? Like, you think you think he's gonna be like maybe a top tight end? Yeah. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna get? Yeah. I think Who? so. I'm not drafting him yeah, to yeah. be one yeah. um, because he's again he's going fifth round and yeah, I'm just if I don't get early. one of those top three I'm waiting. But but I think he's good because the like, targets he's who he's else gotten are they with Beckham out to right now. Yeah. With Beckham out with Shepard hurt. With Golden Tate missing the first four games, yeah. so um, I think Ingram's going to be real good yeah. if he's healthy. Yeah, so he's he was healthy. nicked up. I mean, the, the you say who else they're going to throw to the rumor that we talked about earlier today mm-hmm. was Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. But that's that makes a lot of buzz. so much. Does that? Does it makes that so mean much anything, sense. Though. Yes, it does. Laquan Treadwell, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. I'm buying all. If he goes to the Giants, I'm buying all the stock. <sighs> Why? Because he's instantly the. He, I, I think he's he's on par with Sterling Shepard. All right, it's a I really different do. Receipts. One thing they're different players. Know, but I think, I'm trying to think when he was drafted by Minnesota. Or or Diggs and Thielen even anything? I don't. I no. So no. Tre- Treadwell was yeah. considered a, the most pro ready guy in that. Yeah, sure. That's now it. I'm I'm skeptical, but again, he's a guy that won't cost you anything, right? So, no, that's true. Exactly. So, but but if he goes to the Giants, the thing that he does have going for him is he's. He's very unlike anyone else they have on the roster outside of Cody Latimer, who I've never been a Cody Latimer guy, even though he's looked good in the preseason. Sure. But Treadwell is a bigger body and he's mm-hmm. a possession guy, yeah. and that's not what they have on that roster. So, and that's um, what so Eli that's, could that's use worth, right yeah. now. It, it's it's so, worth considering. Yeah. 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 All right. Fair enough. I'm I'm buying Golden Tate because he's suspended, so yeah, everyone's for sure. Yeah. Everyone's jumping ship yeah. on him and forgets uh, that he catches ninety balls. Yeah. So. I, I I still think Golden Tate ends up in top. Six in the league in receptions this year. Yeah, at even least with the four game. games. Yeah, yeah. at okay. least per cool. game. At least per game, but maybe overall because maybe. I, when they throw, they gotta throw to somebody, yeah. Yeah. and it's 
uh, Tate's their best option. He's been sure. eating targets so, for you know three teams. Uh, I think Evan Ingram has a good year. I think I, I have a hard time classifying Evan Ingram as a tight end in general. Yeah, he's, <laughs> always, he's always been a receiver. He's very yeah. similar That's, to Noah Fan. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. he's he's really more of a receiver. And and realistically, that year he came out, if you classify him as a receiver, I think he's in the top. Yeah, top bunch there. Okay. I, I yeah. Mean, so I agree. Uh, compared to other tight ends, I don't know really. Yeah. Um, do I think he's in the level of Kelsey Ertz, Kittle? No. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's in that next tier? Yeah, I think he's better than OJ Howard. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the guys, uh, Ingram, Howard. Just since we talked about those two, the other one that gets thrown in that same tier is Hunter Henry. Are yeah. you guys buying Henry? Not that high. Yeah. I think he's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. That's a really high price. What's, what that's is his ADP? I don't really know. It's it's fifth round, right? Now. Yeah, that that seems high for a guy who has been hurt. Yeah, um, seems but, high for a tight end who's not elite. Yes, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I think people are drafting him. He's not that projection. Th- thinking right? that, that that he has shown that he can be elite, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, projection, yes. Yeah. Uh, but that does seem high. You're right. Yeah. But again, and like, and, it, I mean, we and maybe he will be. But he's the one I have the hardest time I, putting I a finger too. on what I think of him. Yes. I it do depends well. on what I'm not coming. buying him. I'm not buying him. Is it is it dynasty or is it redraft? Though? Either one. Really. If you're, talking, if you're talking redraft, then no, hell no, not no. fifth round because I'm going to take a yeah. proven commodity because I got one year to do this. I have Hunter Henry in a few leagues, and I'm not selling him, but I'm not buying him. Yeah, yeah. So it, that he's like a that's a perfect hold. You hold yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. You hold and you see yeah. what happens. Unless you get something crazy, Absolutely. but that's that's anything. Absolutely. I was just curious what yeah. you guys thought because yeah. he was the yeah. other guy in that team. For sure. Yeah. Well, I just a few quick questions. We'll move yeah. on uh, about just about uh maybe some strategy. There's some questions that I had from uh Brendan. Uh one is Brendan Fofovich? Yeah, two F. Yeah. That's right. Did you pronounce that wrong? The the name? Yeah. yeah. Fitch. That sounds like a Brendan. Was that it Brendan? Sounds, yeah, it sounds yeah. like a bastardized Brandon? Brandon. version of a good name. Yeah, I'd, that's well. what it sounds like. It sounds like Brandon <laughs> without you know without the A. Yeah, yeah, less cool Brandon. That's what that sounds like. I think you're pronouncing it wrong. Fitch. I'm sorry, buddy. So first, do you think Dynasty? Fuck Brendan. That's the answer. So I don't know how much. For me, I've played a lot of Dynasty. This is his question, but I'm kind of elaborating. Yeah. I've played more Dynasty recently in uh, in my fantasy football than I have Redraft. I only yeah. play maybe one Redraft that's a keeper right now. Uh, I don't know how you both do that now. But his question is, has Dynasty made you a worse Redraft player? Absolutely not. Okay. So so we have a, a work league that is free that we play. That's it's a it's a one person keeper league. Sure. So every year you keep one one player on your roster. Yep. And then you redraft everything. Um I've played it now four years. I've won two of the four years. Right? That's there better than I'm doing in Dynasty. Sure. Yeah. So I uh, I would say it's not hurting my 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 redraft. I think I, I keep it all it, I'm able to, to differentiate the the value of a dynasty player compared to a redraft player. Sure. I guess that's the that's the biggest thing and, yeah. and a lot of people can't differentiate the two um that you play what was that yeah. no no keep going yeah, I mean, no. that, that, yeah that's my issue is i i i know when i start into a league the first thing i do is read the league scoring i read the, read sure. the league rules yep. mm-hmm. i figure out what the playing field is and then i try to figure out what my strategy is for building a roster yeah right obviously very different dynasty to redraft mm-hmm. You know, so it's different strategies. Um, I've had some very good luck in redraft leagues. Yeah, and a lot. Of, I mean, uh, let's be honest here. Fantasy football is luck. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, lot of it's a lot luck. of it is luck. A lot of sure. it's just betting on yeah. the right guy at the right time. Yeah. You know. Sure. I mean, I got I got Sony Michelle on the on the waiver wire in my redraft league last yeah. year. Yeah, you, you, you often win your league in the 10th round, 11th round, 12th round. Absolutely. That's where preparation comes in, but yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, if you drafted you know, if you drafted David Johnson two years ago, number one overall, then you had a, a significantly worse fantasy season. Yeah. yeah. And it was all luck. Yeah. So. Yeah. How about yourself? You're, I'm sure you're I'm all over the place. The, the yeah. thing with me is I'm so in the weeds on the redraft stuff because sure. most of the... I spent all summer writing about it. Yeah. So it's... it's uh, even though I, I play in multiple dynasty leagues yeah. and I, I have that as well, um, because I, I'm so on best balls and, sure. and super flex yeah. and all so different kinds all of that formats, stuff. I you know kinda, my mind shifts okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I was, I was all redraft until I, I had a work league that was like a dynasty. And, I, and from that moment on, I was like, I'm just all dynasty. That, that's all it was. So I, I went full in on dynasty and stopped playing redraft. And just recently, I've kind of jumped back in the last couple of years. Uh, I will say, I when I jumped back in, I had the mind of Dynasty. All like <laughs> I look at the young guys. Although I knew it, I knew that it was there, and I was like, I yeah. tried to correct myself. And I had a fir- a couple years of of some read after. You're like Ryan Finley's my guy. That's my not quarterback. Not quite like that. Not quite like that. But there, you know, yeah, I would take some. I would take some rookie running backs, receivers, whatever. Running backs sure. not so bad, yeah. but receivers. I'd take them a little earlier, thinking you know maybe they'll burst and. They did like two years later, yeah. but uh, so over the years I've kind of corrected that, and I and definitely have what you're yeah. saying, like different mindsets for both. But at the same time, what I think Dynasty brings is what you said: you can find some guys in the weeds in the tenth, eleventh rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so in I I'm in a keeper league. It's like a a, a two player keeper. I drafted Kamara in the twelfth round, uh, three year, when he was a rookie. So that and then you know you get him. When you keep them, you get them two rounds in this league. So, so at that point, I had Kamara in the tenth round, the next league, and then this year is the eighth round. So, in that sense, you know, thinking a little bit of dynasty, you can find those guys at that at that point. Absolutely. So, or um, you can find your. Next, I think it's you know. I, uh, so I, you I was going to say Cedric Benson, and I was like, God, uh, that's dark. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's horrible. So you Rest can find if you yeah, find right. that balance. You find if you if you get into the redraft or keeper leagues, do you find that balance? I think I think it could be helpful for both. Um, one more question is: Do you have any weaknesses strategically as a fantasy player that you that you have identified and you try to correct maybe at some point or have corrected in the past? Yeah, I won't draft guys I I legitimately don't want to root for early. Sure. I will yeah. draft them late. I, okay. I'm I'm hypocritical in that regard because yeah. at some point it's just value. But yeah. like. Like, I'm not going to have Zeke Elliott on my roster unless I inherited a dynasty team. Agreed. Sure. I, yeah. You know, I'm not drafting Tyreek Hill this year because yeah. screw Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, so th- that's a flaw when you're looking at fantasy sports because those guys are going to produce. Yeah. Probably. Sure. If they don't get suspended. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, I want the anchor of my team to be a guy I want to root for. Cool. Yeah. I, Especially with dynasty leagues, is I fall in love with guys who mm-hmm. produce one year for me, yeah, and then I don't. I want to believe that they're going to be the guy, sure, year after year. And the biggest example of that's Shady McCoy with me, yeah. Is he? I got him on a, for a song years ago in our our first dynasty league that we played together, yeah. And I can't move him because I still believe, and I I do legitimately believe he's going to have a better than better than last year year. Yeah. 
this year. But I, th- I think I hold I hold on the love affairs with these guys. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Um, Definitely. I'm less of a homer though. Like I think the easy answer there is like, oh, I'm a homer, and like I you know I draft guys from my team. I don't do that with the Niners. Yeah. Because I'm a realist, and I know that the Niners don't in the last twenty years, give or take, haven't had a lot of fantasy producers. Yeah. That's not their game. They, w- they win football games. They don't do it with stats. Yeah. Right? Sure. How about, How about you, Casey? Yeah. Uh, what are you, question boy? What, I, what I'm very aware <laughs> of is that I do fall in love with the younger players. Uh, hoping, he likes the youngins. Ho- hoping that I can Jailbait. Get, <laughs> I re- and, it, and I guess it's worked, and it's also not worked. Like, um, hoping to get the guy before he breaks out. Yeah. Um, which I well, you want to be the smartest guy in the of room, course, right? But, but yeah. and you be, have a good track record of doing a, that. That can be a so flaw. And it's I, a bit of a rush, though. It's, it's, it is a bit of a yeah, rush. It a is a rush. rush. Yes. Uh, and it's and it's failed a lot. But um, I I try to be very aware of that. Uh, uh, aware of also maybe giving up on guys too quickly who haven't produced quite yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably my weakness: is either jumping in too fast or giving up too quickly. And then you mean like I did with CJ McCollum, our first year of our dynasty yeah, basketball league? Yeah, yeah that was good. That Thank was a really smart much. decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super smart. Yeah. So that's probably mine. But I have many that I yeah. don't even want to get into, I'm sure. Do you have any other wanna, questions? I don't want to tell you all. Yeah, there's many, but I mean, I didn't want to keep going. I mean, anything, actually, anything else we can quickly touch there's on? There's I mean, excellent questions here. Uh, how do you guys watch football on fancy days? Red you, zone. Red zone? Okay. I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm a recovering red zone addict. Uh, <laughs> I found myself, and I love red zone, but it's very addicting, and I found myself finishing red zone and feeling like I didn't actually watch football. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of, so I, yeah. I got rid of red zone yeah. so that I feel you more. You can watch a whole game. And I feel like even though I watch less teams, yeah. I feel like I know more about football when I'm not doing red sure. zone. So yeah. I, I, I got rid of it for that reason. Yeah. I, I always, I never really watched red zone, but that always turned me off just because I enjoyed watching a game. And when it was commercial, I would change it from CBS to Fox yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then yep. I'd watch that game a little bit. And even if it was bad, if I got it sucks, I'd turn it back. Oh, okay, there we go. Back to this one. Which is enjoyable because then you watch a whole game. And there's good games, there's bad games. And I understand when there's some really shitty games out there and you just want to watch Red Zone. Oh, yeah. I totally yeah. understand yeah. that because there's what, some shitty games out there. What yeah, kills me. down the gun barrel yeah. of Cincinnati, Washington. Yeah. Red Zone. Oh, boy. And it's just, yeah. Three <laughs> and out, three and out, three What and out. kills me <laughs> is growing up as a kid in the Pacific Northwest here in Oregon is that no matter what, you always had the Seahawks. Yeah, there's always the Seahawks. And the Seahawks were, for the longest time, really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Really bad. And if you're a Seahawks fan listening out there, you know what I'm talking about. You're not going to deny it. You know you guys were shitty for a long time. You're not anymore. Good on you. You changed the team culture. It's great. We still got to watch you every week if you don't watch Red Zone. Red zone, at least I get to see a little bit of everybody. Yeah. And I, the sure. way I look at it is a little bit of everybody is better than a lot of someone I don't care about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that gets to your Cincinnati Washington point is that we, we don't get that a lot yeah. out here. Yeah. But every now and then we do. Yeah. Or we get like a Pittsburgh Baltimore. And I'm like, I really don't give a fuck about Pittsburgh and Baltimore. <laughs> right? It's like a 9 6 game. And I'm like, this is boring as shit. <laughs> I right? know. So I would watch Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I'm sorry. Maybe this year I would. <laughs> I, this I year say, I would. Yeah. yeah. I will say NFL replay has been yeah. awesome. Yes, um, I, I agree. still get NFL replay because it yeah. allows me to watch those teams like Jacksonville that I never yes, get to see. I agree. Because I just like to watch teams I don't see. Also, I so, agree. I did a lot of that nice. last year. I, I'm hoping I can find time to do it this year uh, because I the NFL replay really gave me a lot of insight into other 
teams that I'm not as familiar with, like yeah. a Jacksonville, like a Tampa. Teams that are never on. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, you, know, you, you can look at the box scores and you kinda of get an idea, but the box scores don't tell you everything. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? Nor do highlight reels. No, they sure don't. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a few more. Sounds evil. Still... <laughs> Jesus, they could, could be long. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll go fast. We'll go fast. Sure. Uh, so, your thoughts about how to build a strong roster? Let's let's talk dynasty because redraft is we've we've kind of all done that. But let's talk. To, what, what what are you what are you thinking of dynasty wise to build a strong roster right off the bat, or or how you want to build it in general in the in the future? I like to collect young talented receivers in dynasty. Sure. I, I feel like with the shelf life of running backs, you can always find a few. Yes. Um, yeah. You can always try to get a hold of one. Uh, tight ends, again, if I can get elite early, that's great. Otherwise, I'm bargain hunting. Sure. Um, and then I'm always late on the quarterback. But yeah. my collection in Dynasty is yeah. young, talented receivers. Sure. If we're talking IDP, I'm looking at linebackers. Linebackers. Young linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Young linebackers, if you can get them that you think are going to be hot. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah. guys like Darius Leonard last year. Sure. Um, you know, guys yeah. like that. The guys that you know are going to have a role. Yeah. And they're going to get tackles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- for me, I kind of agree. It's receivers, young receivers. You get them right off the bat. Running backs, I feel like um, I like to draft young running backs, use them, and then you, and then move them. Yeah. So, that, so always kind of keep into. keep the running backs moving if you can. And Unless you find life. shelf life. Exactly. Running backs have a very low. If you can find a good quarterback, fine. If not, it depends on Superflex or not. Um, agree with tight ends. IDP wise, uh, I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't value IDP players at all. Uh, and, and, it kind of depends. Like you can always find one. I just feel like you sure. Can. I, I mean, obviously you've got your exceptions. Like Aaron Donald is valuable. Sure, right? but with, with like, for me, defensive ends. You can if you can get a really good defensive end. That is very important because it's there's a very top tier. That's great, and then after that it dies. And you can you can try to find a defensive end in your rookie drafts going on and on, um, but it's hard. I I've been there and I've had teams where I'm like I'm always I'm drafting an end I think it's gonna be all right and he, he's in a timeshare who's always gonna get you know n- not full snaps. So defensive end I can see uh, drafting early uh, if you're in an IDP league. Linebackers I feel like you can get anywhere. Uh, I love having I love linebackers. So this is probably also a fault of mine. It's like I love good linebackers. I love having a team with great linebackers, but I don't want to invest too much because you can it's very deep. You can find linebackers anywhere. Every every year you can find one on the wire. You can find uh uh teams that are changing their systems that are have shipped off a linebacker and you can find a guy on the wire every year. Same with safeties. I don't touch defensive tackles or cornerbacks at all. Um yeah, so that's that's my strategy. Yeah. I'll always only have two or three of those guys, and usually I'll just drop them and pick them up unless I find someone that somehow, like a tackle, like I don't know if Aaron Donald is a tackle or head this year or not. But, should um, be a tackle. But... He should be a tackle. He might change, but he's changed many years in a row. Yeah. Um, if you can find like a great tackle, that's great. Hold on to him. Uh, and I guess the last question here is your, your favorite fantasy football platform. Is it one you really like? Maybe for redraft. I really like MFL. Yeah, for for Dynasty, it's great. My, I my think. football league is fantastic. Yeah. I think it's really good for Dynasty. Yeah. Um, I have played on both ESPN and Yahoo for the yeah. redraft. Um, I, I kind of want to say I like Yahoo better. It's been a few years for me. It's it's been it's been a while. Um, we Brandon and I are in a work league. 
um, that is a, a keeper league on ESPN. I think it works fine for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Yahoo has a little more. Um, I guess they get a little more granular in the the scoring system, as you can really manipulate it to 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 more of a a percentage. Sure. Um, a couple decimal points, and I think that that can be beneficial depending on how you play. Um, I think ESPN's fine. I, I get a little tired of the ESPN just because I, I don't really agree with a lot of their fantasy content. I think a lot of the writers they have there are kind of crappy, and mm-hmm. that makes me that's yeah. sways what I think about their their platform, sure. which shouldn't they shouldn't tie in together, but they do. Yeah. Like I listen to Matthew Barry, and I think, oh god, I'm like fucking kill myself. So you know, because <laughs> yeah. uh, the biggest blowhard in the business, but mm-hmm. you know. Brandon, what do you think? <laughs> I, I also, I've played on so many. I don't know if yeah. I really have a favorite. MFL is probably, if I were starting one, yeah. I'd use MFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do a lot of best ball leagues every year, and I feel like MFL is, I love their draft options. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really easy to draft on MFL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of all about the draft. I really enjoy that. So yeah. if I'm picking one, probably MFL. But I, as far as Yahoo and, and ESPN and all those, I feel like they're all pretty pretty interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say the same. MFL for Dynasty is is has been great. As a commissioner, uh, it's been excellent. There's so many things you can do. Um, I will say we have a keeper league that Brendan is. Uh, it's I like mean a Brandon. Work, it's a work keeper league that is on Sleeper, which actually has been um, pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, I, I there's. It's it seems to be pretty easy to maneuver. Uh, I've never used it, so we'll see during the season. But um, waivers, all that stuff has been pretty. He'd have to tell you more about commissioner style, but um, sleeper has been pretty good. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never looked into it's it. It's kind of so. up and up and coming. I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. It's the next gen. Next gen. Next gen. Cool. Well, that's the pod for today. We went long. Yeah, we did go long. We went long. Where I are think we it's at good right though. Now? Where are we at right now? Do you now? really want to know? I do. It's it's two hours. Woo! Yeah, it's the longest one so far. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of content though. There was. Because, I think you know, it was all good. Brandon brought the heavy content. I tend know? to get chatty, so it's it's all right. all It chatty. was not you. It was <laughs> really good beer, so it's yeah. it, it's a good day. Yeah, yeah it's a good day. Yeah. Uh, we want to give a shout out to the stubborn lovers for letting us use their music for the intro and outro. You can find us as you probably already have on uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, however you want to subscribe and listen, please do. Please leave reviews. Please yeah. re- leave uh, a comments. You can find us at Losers Gracious on, uh, on Twitter. You can find Casey at C.W. McGrath. You can find me at Volcom Pancake. You can find Brandon at Two Guys Brandon and uh, TwoGuysPodcast.com and 4for4.com. Yeah. Check out their podcast. They're fantastic. Uh, Brandon and Dwayne have a fantastic rapport. You should listen to them as well as listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're a fan of the Two Guys podcast and you found us uh, randomly from me tweeting about Brandon coming out here, subscribe. Listen to us. We're going to entertain you. I promise you. <laughs> uh, but that's what we got for tonight. Uh, I hope you guys had a good time listening. We'll see yeah. you in a couple weeks probably. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See you later. Thanks.